Next. 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 What's next? Three hours. The top ten stories of the day. According to them. El Jefe. And J-Dubs. Next is now on 92.3. Free FM. Welcome to Next. I'm El Jefe, and I think babies should never be microwaved. And I'm J-Dubs, and I know they taste better deep fried. Uh... All right, which one of these is going to be the headline? The number one story of the day. Uh, a porn star has officially endorsed Hillary Clinton. Details on the Virginia Tech Massacre video game and a legitimate cure for baldness. We got the details on those stories, plus they'll rank in today's top ten. We got three, four hours with you. And, of course, that's plenty of time for you to get in. 866-313-FREE. That's 866-313-FREE. That's all next us FN dubs on 92.3 free FM a little bit about who we are myspace.com slash next radio um, you can go there you can get all of the uh, the top tens mm-hmm. last night it was a short porch because of the net so that was a top three yeah less than an hour of uh, of next last night uh, next radio fans.com free FM fans.com as dubs and I are guest hosting this week in the revolving chair uh, we uh, said it before, you know, say it again. Buddies with Ron and Fez used to produce the show down in uh, D.C., followed it with a little show we did called The Hideout, took that to Orlando, Florida, and now we're just shopping anything right now. Mm-hmm. So uh, hang with us and bear with us. We got a good one, though. Ten stories, couple of features. It's all going to be a lot of fun this evening. Oh, the other thing about the show tends to move pretty quickly. So as soon as you hear something you think you could add, contribute to the show, do it up. Uh, immediately so that we can get you in. 866-313-FREE. 866-313-FREE. All right, Dubs. Top 10 stories of the day always starts with number 10. Next. Next. On 92.3 Free FM. Story number 10. I woke up this morning, looked at headline news, Mm -hmm. and was in awe. Absolute shock over... um, Number 10 tonight, microwaved babies, uh, suspects, family shocked. So a child was put into a microwave. In, and it was turned on? In Galveston, Texas, and it was turned on. I've heard of this stuff happening before where they'll find a baby in a microwave or they'll find uh, you know, a baby in an oven or something, but it's usually not turned on. Well, I'll say this, and I'm not going to lie to you. I've always wondered in my crazy, demented mind... If you cut off someone's hand and you put that hand in the microwave and you cooked it for even 60 seconds, what would happen? I've even go so, gone so far as to think about that with my cat. Now, I'd never do it, but you, you, know, you can't say that that thought hasn't crossed your mind as to what, you would, you know, what would happen. Here you got a guy that actually took it to the next level with his own kid. We got a couple of different next downloads. That's what we call them. When we got a little audio story for you, both of these out of Houston and KHOU. We have learned just why the father says he burned his two-month-old daughter inside of a microwave oven. The family is from Arkansas. The incident happened inside of a Galveston motel. The baby is now in critical condition. 11 News reporter Carla Barguiorena talked to the motel manager who first took the father's call for help. All right, I'm willing to forgive already. Uh, I didn't realize they're from Arkansas. Uh, Maybe to them this is a new kind of incubator. Uh, and they're like, oh, wow, look at this, honey. I don't know what's going on here, but let's try it. Maybe it'll keep the baby warm. 
next download. For help, Carla. And that hotel manager says the father never sounded distraught or alarmed, leading him to believe it was another routine call. So you can imagine his surprise and shock when he found out days later what really happened inside his hotel. It was inside this hotel room, behind door 518, where police say the unimaginable happened. Last Thursday, 19-year-old Joshua Malden was alone with his two-month-old baby girl when he called for help. The father called down here, called 911, asked us to call 911, claimed that the child had a sun bad sunburn <laughs> and was bleeding. Malden later told police he accidentally spilled boiling water on the baby. But then his story changed. Well, it was the first time was he tripped. Then he said, no, he was drinking it and then he spilled it. So it was just... Too many inconsistencies. He just couldn't keep his story straight. A tip then led investigators to the hotel room's microwave, much like this one, where they discovered the baby had been placed inside. Malden later confessed, saying stress had led him to burn his own child. All right, hold on. I don't know if that's considered burning when you microwave them. I mean, I, I don't know what it's considered at that point. It's horrific. Yeah. I couldn't even, like, I will look at a piece of meat that I'm warming up in there and begin to kind of feel bad for it. I don't know. And, and think about it for a second, like a two-month-old baby and how delicate and yeah. small and just, you know. Uh, and obviously he didn't think this through because he didn't poke any holes in. Stop. It's not like a <laughs> potato. It won't explode. See, all right, you're going to get this. Shock jock. Uh, Next download. Malden later confessed, saying stress had led him to burn his own child. There was no expression. There was no expression at all, no remorse. The two-month-old was rushed to the hospital where she's undergone two skin graft surgeries and is in critical but stable condition. I've been doing this for a lot of years, and actually they brought tears to my eyes. Uh, the baby is, is burnt on the left side here. It's just really bad, and her hand is so swollen. If you ever touch something, you know, you get that big ball in your hand. It's like just holding a ball in a little bitty hand. Shock and jock. It was just heartbreaking. Malden checked into the hotel last week along with his baby, wife, and mother. Police say he came here in search of a job as a minister. <laughs> the worst scum of the earth. I can't. It makes you want to have cameras in the rooms. No, I'll tell you what makes you want to have cameras in the room. The uh, hotel sex that goes on. That's yeah, actually I mean, a real reason. All right. First of all, on that, please... Uh, uh, don't get the idea. Let's not start this whole thing of putting cameras in rooms now, uh, mm. legitimately. Now, to go along with that, though, Dubs, he went down to Galveston to be a minister. Yeah. That was his idea. He wanted to go serve the Lord. i got to wonder what happened. What happened w between that trip from Arkansas to Galveston, Texas, and what happened in that hotel room to make him think he's going to do this? Is he a single father, too? Uh, where was the mother during all this? They say the mother wasn't in the room. Oh, so she wasn't around, but she is around, like, uh, the baby. Now, no idea of how long the baby was in the microwave. We'll have that in the next download in a second, Dubs. Now, there is an opening. The ministers. Falwell's passing. Now, Falwell's one of those verbal shock jocks. Mm -hmm. This guy's one of those, you know, yeah, he's stunt. a wild boy. He's a stunt shock jock. He's one of those that'll make you win a wee by holding your wee. That's yeah. the kind of bit that he'll end up running. 866-313-FREE. Uh, let's go to uh, Seth on line three in Brooklyn. Seth, you're next with Hef and Dubs. And What's up, buddies? Hey, dude. Uh, what kind of microwave is this guy using? Because I can't get anything crispy in my microwave. Oh, you're nice. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, now, Dubs and I just stayed. Thank you for the call. Uh, 
Uh, Dubs and I just stayed in a hotel suite not too long ago, and it's just a, you know it's one of those basic old school. Yeah, it's one of those ones with the turn dial and all that Although, kind of stuff. I have a feeling he didn't really want to know that. Let's go to uh, Reese. Uh, Reese on line four. You're next with Hefe and Dubs. Go ahead. Hey, dude. what's going on, guys? Hey, buddy. The uh, you know the the funny thing though is that this kid does live. I mean, a microwave cooks from the inside out, and it usually goes for for you know like the greasiest oilers parts. So this kid's brain's got to be fried. Now the, that and maybe uh, like just, his uh, liver and all that the kind of stuff. The father was what, nineteen years old? Yeah, the father's nineteen, and we got more on this too in a second. Uh, thanks, sure. buddy. Eight six six three one three free. They bring that up in the second next download about the organs, and that's what they were. I mean, listen, I'm not going to lie to you. Like I said, some of us have thought that odd thought. Like I, maybe even you've heard of a cat being put in a microwave and that kind of awful abuse. You think about it. But you never think, all right, I'm going to do this to my pet, let alone... Your own child. Your two-month-old child. I've been very stressed out before, like, where I'll be, like, you know, kind of pulling my hair out and that kind of stuff. We are but, now. We're on yeah, the beach. Yeah, I mean, I, recently I've been very stressed out, but I've never thought, you know what I need to do? Throw something living in a microwave and watch it burn just to make myself feel better. I don't know. It's still with your dog. Uh, it sheds all no. over the place, and maybe it's time to get rid of that thing. Let's try Dave on line one. He's next with FN Dubs and 92.3 Free FM. Hey, Go what's going on, buddies? Yo, dope. Go ahead. Hello? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you're up. Hello? Hello. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Hello. Um, Go ahead, buddy. When I was like 12 years old, eighth grade, about, uh, I put my cat Spike in the microwave for 12 seconds, and the cat lived till he was 18 years old. He was like a super cat. He got hit by a car. What? He got, uh, we used to bungee jump him off the roof of the shoelace. You're an animal. He the washer machine. I mean, Ooh. he was just like the invincible cat. And I All think right. it gave him superhuman strength. All right, like, thank so you, I Dave. I think twice before. Yeah, maybe maybe this kid's going to become a superhero now. So now I want my kid to live forever. Well, I, listen, I'm going to be one of those heroes. I'm going to give you props for looking on the bright side. He's going to be that one that's going to cause the explosion, though. Mm-hmm. Um,. Eight six six three one three free. Dubs, you ready for the second next download? Sure. This is an interview with uh, the mother's mom, so the grandma, mm-hmm. and then also they decide to go ahead and talk to some people that knew this cat or this guy mm-hmm. when he was in high school. Next download. This is Hermitage, Arkansas, population seven hundred, and until recently home to nineteen-year-old Joshua Royce Malden. It stunned me. It shocked me. I've I've cried every day, all day, all night. I've been up all night. His mother-in-law, the baby's maternal grand. She'll never have a banquet dinner again. She's never going to do one of those burritos. It's, it's going to be too painful for her. Shock jock. Next download. His mother-in-law, the baby's maternal grandmother, lives in nearby Warren. I just can't believe that this happened. I've seen it on TV. I've read it in the paper. Where? High school classmates oh. remember Malden's odd behavior. He would headbutt brick walls. He was always the type that would do things just right, to where on. he would have... Right, this is what pisses me off. This guy is able to procreate. Mm-hmm. He's the kid in school who, in high school, not elementary school, high school, would bang his head against the wall either because he was angry to get attention, like he's somehow in 28 weeks later, and he's got the rage. It really seems that the dumber you are, the more fertile you are, because I see a lot of really, really smart people 
having real trouble having kids, having to go to the fertility clinics, all that kind of stuff. And then you see the bottom of the barrel just throwing them out like crazy. Let's go to Big Hands. Big Hands on line one. You're next with Hefe and Dubs on 92.3 Free FM. Big Hands, go. How you doing? Hey, buddy. Hello? Yo. I don't a problem with the phones, I think. Yeah, we're having Big Hands, you there? All right. All right, well, See you later, Big Hands. I, you know, maybe it's just as well, because he wanted to know if there were baby back ribs. <laughs> so, uh, nonetheless, 866-313-FREE. Let's get back to the next download. And and then the other part of this story that really makes me hate this dad, but that in a second. Next download. Classmates remember Malden's odd behavior. He would headbutt brick walls. He was always the type that would do things just to where he would have to get sent home from school. He always was the loner, the guy that stood, you know, over there by himself. Townsfolk say just last week the couple was back visiting Malden's father, got into a fight, and police were called. A prelude to something much worse. We have just learned from our friends at the Galveston County Daily News. Authorities have also seized a safe from that hotel room, thinking that perhaps Maudlin put the baby in the safe first before the microwave. He's being held I'm on 200... You, hold on. They genuinely could have been confused. They could have thought that all these things were baby holders. <laughs> They're in Arkansas. Look at this safe. Maybe we can put it in there. Keep it safe. Same thing, same thing with a microwave. I'm beginning to wonder now. Um... I genuinely don't know. Next download. Daily News. Authorities have also seized a safe from that hotel room, thinking that perhaps Maudlin put the baby in the safe first before the microwave. He's being held on $250,000 bond for felony injury to a child. Authorities have not yet released a motive, nor have they determined if the mother has had any involvement in all of this. We are here now in front of the Shriners Burn Hospital, where the baby is here in critical but stable condition. She has already had two skin grafts. Now, tonight we spoke to a physician, a pediatric dermatologist, who tells us that if the baby was in the microwave for 10 to 20 seconds, as authorities suspect, that is time enough to do ex extremely severe damage and could even result in, uh, in damaging her organs. In fact, mm -hmm. we are told that doctors are performing a CAT scan to see if there is any internal damage to the baby as well. We will keep you posted on all of this. We are live from Galveston, Shernman Chow. 11 News. And of course, we'll continue to monitor the infant's condition all night. Now, here's some of what we found on Joshua Malden's MySpace page. He says, quote, if you really want to know me, though, be real and don't lie. I can't stand liars. Um, all right. He has a MySpace page, which is to be expected. But why are, why is the news reading that portion of it? So that part got me thinking, oh, wow, this guy has a MySpace. Mm-hmm. And then I continue to scour on KHOU's website. They have a link to this guy's MySpace, and I read it. And it is the most incredible thing that I have ever read, knowing what this guy has done. Mm -hmm. It's almost like getting to look into the psyche of a of like an Andrea Yates before she did what she did. Yeah, you'll see these people write stuff afterwards and write how sorry they are and everything, but you rarely get to see the writings of this person. Uh, especially just something where they're just uh, throwing themselves out there on the internet uh, before everything goes down. So you get to kind of see 
how trashy this guy really is. Before Now, I have a link up. We have mm. a link under the blog section on myspace.com slash nextradio. You can go check out this guy's profile. i got to read some of it to you, though. Did he have a picture on there? He's got a picture. Dirt stash. Nice. He is a dirt stash. First, let's go to Wearing Rex. Wearing Spreewell jersey. Rex on line four. You're next with Hefe and Dubs on 92.3. How's it going, guys? Yo. Hey, yo, dude. Now you have to remember, baby, the other white me. <laughs> Thank you, Rex. Appreciate it. Let's try Matt on line one. You're next with Hefe and Dubs. Yo, what's going on, guys? What's up, bro? Hey, dude. Not much, man. I just had a joke for you. All right. What's red, pink, and waves at you from the mirror? All right. I don't Go know. Go ahead. Give me in a microwave. All right. Stop it. You see, he heard the, the I, I think this dirt stash heard the joke, and he had to see if that was true. He had to see if a baby in the microwave does wink at you. Eight six six three one three free against story number ten. The baby in the microwave. Microwave. Now, mind you, I feel bad for the baby, but it mm-hmm. looks like it's at least going to survive. Obviously, going to be scarred. But the main reason why I hate this dad is his MySpace page. Again, if you go to our MySpace page, myspace.com slash nextradio, there's a link under the blog section. Mm -hmm. Here's his quote. The latest. My wife and I finally worked out our differences. I'm willing to venture maybe not, because his last login was uh, the 14th. So mm-hmm. I don't know if that's necessarily true. The mom wasn't in the room. Who knows if that's the whole reason why this uh, happened? The, the, the differences was microwave or rotisserie. Stop it. Microwave, rotisserie. Chuck Jock. Um, he has seven friends. Mm-hmm. Two of them are those porn star profiles that everyone adds and ends up denying because they end up spamming you. Yeah, the ones I uh, click here to see my nudes. Um, under his profile were television. Usually there at television you'll say what your favorite television show is. Food Network. <laughs> don't really watch the boob tube anymore. <laughs> I guess I found other things to do and I don't waste my time on TV. When I do watch it, though, it's sometimes depressing. Like the news. Mm. LOL. LOL. Um, movies, his favorite movies, uh, Without a Paddle, Texas Chainsaw <laughs> Massacre, Saw, uh, he loves gory movies, Passion of the Christ, Mel Gibson did good, but, <laughs> no, Mel Gibson did good, but can never compare to the actual events. Remind, remember, this kid wanted to go be a minister in Galveston, Texas, got mm-hmm. sidetracked by putting his baby in a microwave. Heroes. My number one would have to be Jesus, because he's gotten me through hell and back. I owe him more than I could ever even try to make up for. Was that what he's trying to do? Put his baby to hell and back? All right, if, you, if you're if you bad, if you cry a lot, you're going to burn like this for a real long time. 20 seconds. Uh, about me. Well, here's my page after countless hours of slaving over this dad gum keyboard. <laughs> dad gum? I swear to Christ. <laughs> Goes on to say, I'm not your average guy. Uh... I like to shop and cook, and no, I'm not gay. <laughs> um, then later on, it is about me. Things were really messed up when I was away from God, but I've accepted the call to ministry, and I'm moving to Galveston, Texas. <laughs> Things were real messed up before, compared to now, where I've got everything together. Um, eight six six three one three free again. If you could see this guy's profile, it's up there. It's under mm. uh, our MySpace page, MySpace.com/slash/nextradio. Who I'd like to meet. Uh, I absolutely despise if you want to be on my bad side, then hate all you want. I'm mm-hmm. not the kind of person you want to run over. God will have his vengeance. Um, God loves you and wants to you to accept him as your 
personal Savior to be saved from hell, devils. Saved from hell. So there it is. That's the profile. And you got to look. Cause, oh, the other thing that I left out that is, you know how sometimes there's this thing called Pimp My MySpace mm-hmm. where it has all of these um, like different things you can do to make your, your MySpace yeah, I mean, profile a little bit flashier. Yeah, because the, there's a general thing with your MySpace. Your MySpace is a page that you set up uh, with all your little information. It's your on little it, web page. It, yeah, it, but it, it has a set uh, look to it. And you go to these things and you uh, you uh, click on it and it changes the look for you. So his pimp, my MySpace, the the father that put his baby in the microwave. You know what his little bling was? His cool little flashy saying, "Time to chill." <laughs> I swear to you, couldn't have made it up. He was so chill he had to heat up some something because it was just too chill for him in that room. Um, punishment, I think, has to be by microwave. I don't think there's any other way how this cat can go out. And he's in texas we love to kill folks in texas i believe usually you have to commit the murder i think we got to do this guy a favor and go ahead and put him out of his misery the problem is that he's going to be a minister and you know the great thing about ministers they've all had this seedy past and now he's going to be able to say well i've come back i found god now i am uh, completely dedicated to him uh let's go to john on line one you're next with fan dubs hey what's going on guys hey what's up, bro Go ahead. Uh, I was just wondering if um, there's a lot of like hate mail, like comments and everything. Ah, uh, there's not anything really on his MySpace right now because uh, I it think looks he, like it was pretty new. Well, and probably anybody who wants to leave a comment or something, you have to be a friend already, and he's probably not accepting any friends right now. Well, well, yeah, because he's in jail. The yeah. other thing is that his other friends are on his comments page, like dropping in bombs. Really? Yes. <laughs> uh, like, what's up? But like with the GA. Yeah, like uh they're yeah. just they're they're being cool. But it's a little white girl in Arkansas, you know what I mean? And then an I'm L- adding her. Then a little L O L afterwards. Eight six six three one three free. Let's go to Danny. Danny on line seven. You're next with Hef and Dubs. Danny go. No Danny? Fair enough. We gotta move on anyway. Uh that took a little bit longer than we expected. But there it is. Story number ten kicking off tonight's next baby uh cooked in microwave survives. But Daddy's still an ass because of his MySpace page. Next download. Oh, I'm sorry, Dubs. We've got to move on to number nine. Yeah. My apologies there. 866-313-FREE. 866-313-FREE. Um, the other interesting thing about this, too, is I really am fascinated to see what's going to end up happening with the mom, mm-hmm. what's going to end up happening with the grandma, and obviously what's going to end up happening with the kid. This could qualify as story of the year. Next. 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 On 92.3 Free FM. Story number nine. Dubs, uh, Harlem residents face more obese um, challenges. Uh, A lot of them are, I guess, a lot more obese, according to statistics and a big report that came out, and face more diabetes. And I know the Post had a thing today about Harlem eating versus Upper uh, Upper West Side, or, no, Upper, upper East, East Side, side yeah. uh, eating. And we got a, uh, a next download coming to us here from, uh, from ABC News. New numbers tonight show that if you live in Harlem, you are four times more likely to be obese than if you live just a few blocks away on the Upper East Side. Startling numbers, but one reason, access to healthier food. Sevens are called with Dr. Jay Adlersberg. Jay? Friday, Diana, the report is from the city's Department of Health, and the re- 
reason the issue of access to healthy food is important is because of its relation to prevention of disease. One community is apparently getting very little help in staying healthy. There are about 170,000 residents in the upper Manhattan communities of East Harlem and Central Harlem. According to the health department, the residents of these communities have more health problems than the residents of the rest of the city. Obesity, for example, is found in 27 to 31% of people here. Citywide, it's 20%. Diabetes here is found in 12 to 13%, compared to a citywide rate of 9%. Now, I don't understand how... Like, a, a few blocks difference makes that kind of, I mean, I know that there is a huge difference between the Upper East Side and Harlem, but is it is it just that, uh, the economic difference, or is it a ethnic difference? Well... The background? Uh, Assemblyman Keith Wright, a Harlem Democrat, uh, he says, after years and years of glaring racism and environmental and otherwise, this is what happens. I don't know if this is a race thing. I don't know if it's a race thing. I, it might be just like well, a, uh, a you know, economic thing. Well, uh, no, it could actually be a little bit of a race thing. And the reason is, is being Latino, having been married to a black woman before, our diets aren't the greatest. Uh, there's a whole thing. You know, I know but, growing up, fruits and vegetables were never really valued in, like, in my... You know, immediate family, extended family. I've been to at least five black family reunions, and it, everything is kind of, it's deep fried, which I love. It's deep fried. It's you know, it's oily. There's a lot going on there. But you're saying it may be a race thing, but a not cultural, a racial thing. A cultural thing. Yeah. More than actually a racial aspect to it. Next download compared to a citywide rate of nine percent. Obesity and diabetes are heavily influenced by what's available in the neighborhood, what kind of foods are available, and what kind of food options that families have. The report says the options for fresh, healthy food here are limited. There are fewer supermarkets here which might carry fresh vegetables, but there are more bodegas, the small grocery stores that carry more limited food types. Low-fat milk, for example, an important choice for a healthy life, can be found in only 30% of the bodegas. Ed Johnson says he has a hard time finding it. A lot of times they sold out of the of the two uh, percent. Like you know what I'm saying? Like I, I bought some two percent milk yesterday, and uh, it was hard to find it. Now that's a that's a tough thing to to uh, grasp onto because I I've never had a problem finding like two percent milk or anything like that. That's usually a fairly easy thing to find is a, a, a array of the kind of milk you want. Well, and that's I think part of the whole study too is that you know certain things are available in certain neighborhoods mm -hmm. while they're not necessarily available in other ones. Let's go to Jane on line two. You're next with Hefe and Dub. Story number nine. Hey, what's going on, guys? Hey, sweetie, go ahead. Uh, yeah, I just wanted to say um, there's a program not I think it was NBC or something. They um, did a study on how close supermarkets are versus like fast food joints and things like that in that area. Mm -hmm. And they don't really have access to supermarkets. So they don't, they don't have access to buy normal food. So all they have is really, like, in close proximity is fast food. Yeah, you know, and thank you for the phone call. The other interesting thing about it, too, is I know this uh, just from personal experience. It is so much tougher and more expensive to eat healthy. Mm -hmm. You think about it. You can go to, a, let's say you go to one of these bodegas or something. Maybe you're going to get, or even a little supermarket. You can get a $2 can of Chef Boyardee which will fill you up, it's quote-unquote hearty, or if you want to spend five, six, seven bucks on a fruit salad, uh, you know what I mean? It's just, 
it's completely different. You know, a lot of people living off of dollar menus now. Oh, yeah. When you don't have that large income, it's difficult to find something that's decent, something that's uh, decent for you without, you know, spending an arm and a leg and using half your income on that. In the post, it says, in Harlem, 24 fast food joints per 100,000 residents. On the Upper East Side, eight fast food joints. Now, here's the other, other interesting thing about this, too. You're starting to see this seep out into white middle America, mm-hmm. where as the busier people get, the more uh, they lean on fast foods, and the more they, you know, they get fatter. Well, and uh, I grew up in a very small town, and we had, you know, uh, our, you know, small town uh, restaurants and that kind of stuff, the locally owned stuff. And as the years went on, more fast food places moved in, and a lot of those diners and uh, locally owned restaurants had to shut down. And, you know, it's, it's tough. Some of the places have been making a little bit more of an effort. You can get a salad that's pretty decent with a low-fat dressing. Some of them are offering fruits and stuff now. But you pull up to a Mickey D's or you walk into a Mickey D's and you got that Southwest salad staring you in the face. you got, you know, the uh, double quarter pounder with cheese. Just ingrained it's going to be in you. You know, I'm, all right, I'm going to go ahead and splurge. You know what I mean? Give me the large. Uh, let's let's make that happen. Let's go to uh, Jim on line one. You're next with Hefe and Dubs. Hey, how you doing, guys? What's up, bro? Hey, bro. Um, my, my point, basically, um, what you have is a supply, you know, there's a supply and demand need. I mean, I, I have a pizzeria in a neighborhood uh, that, that is, you know, somewhat many ethnic people here mm-hmm. and um, you'll find that you put out what people are going to buy like for instance um, you go to certain neighborhoods you're not going to sell pineapple soda if you put it in a Spanish neighborhood you will sell pineapple soda mm-hmm. all day long no, and it's you just know, because it's what you have in your house no you're absolutely right on with that man thanks for the phone call let's go to um, I'm going to line four it says NJ I don't know if he's in Jersey or if uh, but we'll just we'll go to line four what's what's going on you're next. Hey, you're I think up. my phone's cut now. You there? Yeah, yeah, we're here. Go ahead, Frank. Well, I can't hear you well, but hopefully you can hear me. I, I teach in a school that's got a, uh, I'd say, a pretty low socioeconomic uh, uh, population. And part of it is what you're talking about, but the other part of it is, is definitely personal choice. For example, you can choose a diet soda over a regular soda. And I have uh, students that come in every single morning with, like, a two-liter bottle of Mountain Dew. Oh, so, yeah. you know, part of it is choice. You can't always just blame, you know, the neighborhood. No, that's true. It's a choice. It's the supply and demand. If these things sold more, then they would probably be more readily accessible. Then it's kind of going back to, okay, in our cultures, like I said, being Latino, having been married to a black woman, and seeing it just from multiple rounds, it's not something that's usually valued, so you're gonna you're not gonna have that because you're not gonna sell it. Yeah, it really seems like a, a few different things are kind of doing this. Maybe economic, maybe you know uh, your your past, and also you know just awareness on what's good and what's bad for you. Truly, because sometimes you'll go in and say, "Yeah, I'll have the salad," but the salad isn't that good for you that they're selling there exactly because you get it with the ranch dressing and you have it with croutons and you have it with cheese mm-hmm. and before you know it a lot of times it's worse for you than a burger do we finish the next download yet uh not yet all right let's do that next download right, you know what i'm saying like i, I bought some two percent milk yesterday 
and uh, it was hard to find it. But what isn't hard to find are the fast food restaurants and their high-fat menus. The report compared the number in this area to the neighborhood just south, the Upper East Side. Only 4% of Upper East Side restaurants were fast food, compared to 16% in these Harlem neighborhoods. Vegetables also seen in fewer of the stores. Our concern is that healthy food choices are not as available as they need to be. The city says they'll be working to get things like low-fat milk into bodegas, bring more farmers markets into the area, and to increase awareness among consumers. Before people can choose healthy food, there have to be healthy foods to choose from. For more on the reports, see our website, 7online.com. You were right about that, yeah. Jay. Thanks, Thank Jay. you. And again, that comes from uh, WABC in New York. Now, again... You know, you say, all right, we put the foods out there, yeah. but if people don't want them, yeah, if they're they going to sit. They're going to sit there and they're going to spoil. Well, not only that, they'll sit there, they'll spoil, and then that that business right there will go under very, very quickly. Like I look at my mom, who is big. Uh, my ex's uh, mom was big. It's just for some reason, our people, my people, it's not really valued. Even me, it's been so ingrained growing up for breakfast. It's papas con huevo con jamón con frijoles. I know, you're completely lost right now. scared. Yeah, and I, 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 all of a sudden you're frightened. All right, Dubs, we got to move on. Next, with El Jefe and J-Dubs. On 92.3 Free FM. What's next? Dubs, two down, eight more to go. Mm-hmm. This is next with Jefe and Dubs on 92.3 Free FM. We are uh, coming up for you. The horror of being awake but paralyzed during an eye surgery. This one is also a local story, too, that is, uh, it's frightening. It's straight out of the Twilight Zone, dude. You got to hear this. And celebrating Jerry Falwell's death. It's happening. People are definitely into that. Uh, if you want it again, uh, story number 10, see the MySpace profile for the dad who cooked his baby in a microwave? Go to our MySpace page, myspace.com slash next radio. If you have any comments on the last two stories, we'll squeeze those in next at 866 866- Three one three free. Back with story number eight and more. I'm Hefe. That's Dubs. We're next on ninety two three Free FM. Weekday morning six to nine. With our Hefe and J Dubs on ninety two three Free FM. If you missed it, here's what was next. Number ten tonight. The microwaved baby mm-hmm. did survive. Two months old. The father, uh, just an ass. Yeah, obviously who did it, but. I hate, a MySpace page. I hate him even more so for his MySpace page that had things like Time to Chill on it. And the guy was going to be a minister. You got to check this out. He had the out. F-bomb lot in there, too, for uh, wanting to be a minister. You got to check it out. He was going to be like that profane preacher. Remember mm-hmm. that guy? Um, but we have a link to his MySpace on our MySpace. MySpace.com slash next radio. It's under the blog section. Number nine was Harlem versus Upper East Side eating. There was a big thing in the post today about it. Also, WABC, we played that next download. Let's go to Stan on line one real quick before we move on to number eight. Go ahead, Stan. What's up, bub? Stan, you there? No, Stan. Let's try Adam on line two. Yeah, hey, what's up? What's up, bro? Hey, go ahead. How you doing today? Good. Uh, I think, uh, just going with the supervision, I think it's, I have a little kid brother named Jeffer, and it's just all about the supervision when it comes to the school stuff. You know what I mean? I have no He's idea. He's really overweight, and I actually question his sexuality. Uh, okay, right, I, I get what you're saying now with the uh, with the overeating gotcha. and that kind of stuff. Um, well, the other thing too, it's interesting about schools, and I don't know if this happened at your school. Uh, we had 
things like uh, fast food restaurants infiltrate our schools selling their tacos and their burritos, they, if you get my hint. We had our uh, we had uh, them offer that to us, uh, to our school, but our school denied it. No, Thank God. No, we, we certainly ate it up, actually. Next. Next on 92.3 Free FM. Story number eight. number eight. Again, it's a countdown of the top ten stories of the day. I'm Hefe. That's Dubs. This is next. The show moves quickly, so 866-313-FREE. As soon as you hear something that you actually want to hop in on and comment on. Uh, great little first uh, break of you guys hopping in with us, so uh, let's keep it rolling. Next download. Even the thought of surgery is frightening, but usually we get some sort of comfort knowing we'll be asleep during the whole thing. But what happens when the doctors think you're asleep, but actually you're not completely asleep? CBS News' Dr. Holly Phillips is joining us with one woman's story of really sheer terror, Holly. Thank you. It is incredibly, incredibly frightening. But imagine lying on an operating table awake and you're screaming inside, but no one can hear you. That's what happened to the woman who shared her story right, again, with me. This is, this is here. This is locally. This is uh, CBS too. Now, this is straight out. You remember that little series that TNT ran about a year ago, Nightmares and Dreamscapes? I didn't watch it. Now they had one. They had a scenario similar to this, uh, where the guy was going to be an autopsy patient, and he was bitten by like a snake. Kind of like Lost uh, not yeah, too long ago. Lost had an episode where they had like some kind of odd spider that would paralyze him for a while, but uh, no one knew about the spider. And uh, these two people got bit and passed out. And I guess it keeps you basically out for like 12 to 13 hours. And they thought they were dead. So they buried them. And she wakes up just as they are finishing uh, scooping them up. Uh, it, it's just it's straight out of an Outer Limits or a... Uh or a Twilight Zone. This is just really horrific. Next download. All right. They have to use that music, too? No, it's actually the lady. She, uh, I guess she's an avid, she's in the church, and and she plays uh, the flute. So this Uh, is her playing the flute. Okay. Next download. The sweet sounds of Carol Weir's life have faded after a traumatic surgery changed her forever. I was in the worst terror I have been in my life. I wanted to die. She was having surgery to remove her diseased right eye when things went wrong. Suddenly I heard the surgeon say, cut deeper and pull harder to the resident. And it occurred to me that something here was not right. And indeed it wasn't. And I realized suddenly I was awake and that they were not done. Carol was experiencing a rare but horrifying surgical nightmare called anesthesia awareness. She was awake but paralyzed, and the general anesthesia wasn't working. What's amazing to me is they have a name for this. Yeah, it's happened before. Yeah, it's happened before. It's happened enough to where people, they feel this. I don't think that this is a church lady. This seems like someone who's done a lot of drugs in their past, and they've kind of built up that immunity to it. Because I know like, if I get Vicodin, it takes me about three or four when it takes uh, the other person just one pill. We're trying to, to get a it. job. You're going to admit your drug habits. I, it's not a habit anymore. Next download. And the general anesthesia wasn't working. I was beginning to realize I was paralyzed, but I can move a finger. Nothing. Try a toe. Nothing. A foot. A hand. My head. Anesthesia awareness happens when the medications used to. Listen. Sit still. They're, the doctors are trying to work. I know you are uh, freaking out, but the worst thing you can do right now is, if it does work, jerk around. 
anesthesia awareness happens when the medications used to paralyze the patient on the operating table work but the other medications don't. So I was feeling all of these different sensations. I felt instruments being laid on my chest. I felt them playing with the tube. I felt the automatic blood pressure cuff. Twice the medication wore off, just enough so she was able to move a bit, only to be given another painful dose. It is like being on fire. It is like having ignited fuel going through your veins. Okay, how much money should this woman get? Uh... I'm not real big on people suing and getting stuff, but this just seems like a... Was the surgery successful? No, she's going to have to have surgery Ugh. again later. Because if it, if it was successful, I say nothing. I mean, the, the doctors had no clue, that, and there's no, I, you know, there's no way they could have known that she was going to be out like that. Dude, I would, I would have some sort of guilt at least where I'm like, okay, uh, surgery's on us. Next one's on us. Yeah, you come back here, you never have to pay for anything again. I'm sorry. No, I mean, you can say, oh, I feel terrible about this, but there's no way, as a doctor, you would know. Uh, that's actually not true if we continue the story. Next download. Going through your veins. I thought, well, maybe I'm lying on the coals of hell. <laughs> and I'm really sorry to say this, but I don't care. Just let me go. Carol now suffers from post-traumatic stress disorder. She can no longer teach music and has panic attacks, nightmares, and difficulty sleeping. I cannot sleep in a bed. I cannot lie down or sleep in a recliner. Carol never wants anyone to go through... What's that? I said try microwave. Sorry. <laughs> you, didn't, you didn't have to stop it for that. I'm being an ass. While we stop, let's take a call. Let's right. go to uh, Rona on line one. You're next with Hefe and Dubs. Hey, guys. Hey, go ahead. Hey, guys. Welcome to New York. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, I can't even hear you, so I'm just going to say my statement. All right. This poor woman, oh, my God. It sounds like out of a magazine, The Crypt Keeper or Tales of Terror, where you're dead, but you feel everything, you see everything, and you're getting cremated. No, you're... poor woman. You're, and now she has to go back? Ridiculous. Uh, yeah, thank you, Ron. Appreciate it, sweetie. I mean, I don't know, I don't know if, uh, if you go back, do they try something different to knock you out? I don't know if it would work. You could be in the same situation later on. And all they're doing was removing the diseased eye. What else has to be done? <laughs> Next download. Want to go through what she did. She started a campaign to educate others about the tragedy and to advocate for the use of brain activity monitors in every operating room. But the biggest fight of Carol's life is yet to come. To save her remaining vision, she has to have surgery again. I'm terrified. Didn't think there was anything in the world I was afraid of anymore. Carol says she'll rely on a higher power to help pull her through. My faith is extremely important to me. I thought perhaps I'm in hell. And to this day, it haunts me that I didn't care. I just wanted off that table. Wow. It is unbelievable. Dana Jim, I think that the most important thing that you can do to protect yourself from something like this is to just have very good communication with your surgeon and anesthesiologist. I well, really yeah, feel like that rapport is invaluable. She says she knew Not she was awake. How can the doctors tell? Well, generally vital signs are monitored very, very closely on an, in an operating setting, uh, and they can certainly provide a clue, but many doctors are advocating for the use of brain activity monitors in every surgery. Right, that's the thing, uh, the brain activity monitors, but, but they're really expensive. 
I don't yeah, know. Yeah, go to a better doctor. Go to one that has the brain activity, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> Whatever it is. Mm-hmm. 866-313-FREE. But Ronald was right. Straight out of Tales uh, from the Crypt. Yeah. Tales from the Hood. Just any of those tales. That terrible one. <laughs> I thought it was actually fantastic. <laughs> um, the other great thing is I forget that it's May sweeps for mm-hmm. television, their big ratings period. You know this story probably happened a while back, but they've been sitting on this one. They've been just holding it. You know, whatever. That's what you got to do. That's the way the game's played. Uh, Dubs, uh, it's time now. Let's get a little uh, sports update going as uh, we move on here with the top ten stories of the day, according to us. Next, next, next. Sports. Really quickly, as far as sports go, uh, Mets rally in the ninth to top the Cubs 6-5. to five. Really kind of a sluggish game at first. Uh, Carlos Delgado's two-run single capped a five-run rally in the bottom of the ninth uh, as they uh, took over the Cubs 6-5. to five. And um, John Garland limited the Yankees to a run in six hits over seven innings. Jermaine Die homer had four RBIs as the uh, White Sox beat the Yankees 4-1. to one. I don't know if there's any hope for the Yankees. I don't know what it is. Yeah, it's, it's, it's looking bleak. I mean, yes, it's still early in the season, but, but you're, yeah, you're you got already, you got to start soon though. You're already eight, nine games back. You know, it's tough. Uh, and then of course the Subway Series get kicked off tomorrow. Also tomorrow, Game Six, Nets, Cavs, right here on 92.3 Free FM. Dubs and I will have a short porch on after the post game show, so check that out. And Bud Selig, baseball commissioner, sidesteps any questions about Barry Bonds and steroids and whether or not he's going to go and try to watch break, uh, watch Bonds break Hank Aaron's home run record of 755. Um, I got to say this. Uh, just once again, you got to go. You got to support the guy. Mm-hmm. It's, the, it's sport. the league. It's the sport, and as the commissioner, you can't not go. No matter what your personal feelings are, you have to be there for this. Um, in addition to that, too, I, let steroids already be part of the game. Can we just let them play with roids? We allow advancements in other aspects of the game all the time. Why can't we allow this body enhancement? We allow them to lift weights. We allow them to eat differently. We allow protein shakes. It's time to allow steroids in sports because it gives us a better product. It gives us a more entertaining product. Mm-hmm. You use caffeine at work to stay awake. Let the ball players use the amphetamines and the HGH to give us a little action in baseball. Please, for the love of Christ. Next on 92.3 Free FM. Next story, number seven. Dubs a little hope for me personally. Wounded mice offer hair loss hope. Mice with deep skin wounds can grow new hair. According to scientists, Mm -hmm. it could offer a remedy to baldness for human beings. They regenerated their hair at the site of the wound via a molecular process similar to uh, embryonic development. I'm not a real big fan of the whole stem cell thing. This is the funniest part about this. You're Until a, now. You, you weren't a big fan of stem cells, but you're a big fan of steroids and sports. Yes. Do you see this kind of a uh, conflict there? Absolutely not, because steroids... Enhancement is enhancement. It's it's not the same thing. It's it, it, Okay, maybe it is. <laughs> Why you got to call me out when I got an angle? But nonetheless... <laughs> but, all right, well, no, now I got to sit here and I got to think about it. All right, I am for steroids and sports. Here's the thing about steroids and sports. I don't know that overall it def- it affects evolution. 
of human beings. It absolutely does. To me, no, it doesn't. To me, uh, the whole you know stem cell thing, I feel like we're messing with human nature, with, with like Mother Earth a little yes, bit. Yes, you are putting chemicals into your body to build muscles to make you a stronger, better, bigger person. If I, if there was well, a, that's if, why there, if there was an animal in the animal kingdom that was weak and started taking these steroids and kind of messed up what was uh, going on in nature and took out one of its prey completely because of the steroids, then that would uh, that would be the same thing as steroids in sports. Well, that's why I'm now a fan of, I can't argue your point. No, uh, because there was none. <laughs> <laughs> All I'm saying is that, uh, to me, I'm now a fan of the whole stem cell thing. You're right. I, you just pointed out my hypocrisy because I always thought before mm -hmm. that we were messing with Mother Nature too much with the stem cell I've thing. always loved stem cells. I'm not a... Uh, what, are they tasty to you? What do you mean? You've always loved them. Have you ever had a personal encounter with them? No, but they, they look so cute. As a bald guy, as a heavier guy, maybe that's exactly what I need in my life. A little roids, a little, a little stem cell uh, to make me look human. Are you, uh, are you a, a believer in just stem cells for cosmetics or stem cells for uh, life enhancement? Cosmetics. Just cosmetics. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, let's fix the balding thing. The Parkinson's, mm, I don't know. Maybe you weren't Shake meant... it off. May yeah, walk it off. Uh, maybe you weren't meant to be here. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. The baldest, my hair was meant to be here because I had it earlier no. in life. Your genetics say, no, you are not supposed to have hair. All You're right. supposed to look pathetic. You got, no, nah, I think it looks cool. Radio's Vin Diesel. So you can have stem cells help one specific thing on your body. What are you going to have it be? Um, I would probably save it for cancer. Save because I know I'm getting it. I know I'm going to get cancer we're from all, smoking. We're all getting it. I'll I'll take a long then. I think I may already have it. Uh, but it, I think we're all going to get cancer. I think we put so many foreign substances substances in our body that we're all eventually going to end up with some form of cancer. And you'd use yours for the hair, or would you use it for something different? I'll be honest. I'd rather go out of this world with a full head of hair. And a little bit skinnier than uh, a working colon. Now, did you uh, did you see the the actual footage for the story on CNN? It was terrific because I I just man imagined you. It did a whole thing where they found like five bald guys walking down the road, and uh, that was their stock footage. Imagine uh. imagine flipping on the TV and you're just you know you're just going to work, you're doing something you know, and there's a camera catching you for stock footage for baldness. I would. Um, you thought you were looking fine. You're like, ah, I'm not going that bald. But now you are the poster boy for it. It saddens me. It really does bum me out every day. And I'm like, I used to shave my head all the time, and then I said, you know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna kind of go with the whole David Cross. There's a little bit there, but there, you know, it's not, and it kind of makes you look a little smarter. Hmm? Uh, it doesn't. Nah. It does, you know, I'm thinking with the glasses, maybe I can look astute somehow. But no, I look like an old man. I'm 29 years old, and I look like I'm easily 47 or 48. It sucks. And if we got to kill a few mice, if we got to pump them full of steroids and stem cells, whatever it takes so that I can have some hair. Pretty soon they'll be playing baseball. I'm, whatever, as long as it's entertaining. Mm -hmm. if, uh, trust me, a lot of Yankee fans that would love to put a mouse in there <laughs> if he could lead off as opposed to Johnny Damon. Next on 92.3 Free FM. Next. What's next? All right, we got more of your phone calls, 866-313-FREE. 
as we just wrapped up with story number seven on uh, tonight's top ten stories of the day. Details on the Virginia Tech Massacre video game. Oof. Um, and also, too, the new acceptable segregation. Plus your calls, uh, myspace.com slash nextradio. Uh, we're filling in a little guest week this week. We'll be in tomorrow night again after the Nets as well with a short porch there. Cefe and Dubs next on 92.3 Free FM. Next on 92.3 Free FM. If you missed it, here's what was next. First of all, next is a countdown of the top 10 stories of the day. According to us, I'm Hefe, that's Dubs, filling in this week, doing the uh, guest host thing. Uh, also with you tomorrow night after the Nets. Um, 866-313-FREE. Number eight, Dubs, woman awake but paralyzed during eye surgery. That one's a freaky one. That was a local one. We got a next download uh, from uh, CBS2, so thank you to them for that. Next sports up. Date Mets win, Yankees lose, Subway Series starts tomorrow. Nets game six versus the Cavs tomorrow in Jersey. That's a big one. I can easily see the Nets pulling this series out. Yeah, and uh, that'll be crazy because they were down 3 1 at one point. Uh, I got no faith in the Cavs whatsoever. And finally, Bud Selig avoiding the whole Roids question. And then Dubs completely pointing out I'm a hypocrite because I'm all for steroids in sports. Uh, but I was anti-stem cell until found out you can cure baldness. Mm-hmm. You can cure anything with stem cells. It's wonderful. And as a bald man, uh, at junk size, because I'll take it for that too. Uh, whatever it is. Uh, I'm sure we. Uh, after this all gets out there, there's going to be a lot of cosmetics come with it. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be awesome. That's the main reason why I think it'll get pushed forward first, is mm-hmm. to cure stuff like that. Now, Dubs, we're up to the sixth story of the day. The show moves quickly. So as soon as you hear something you want to get in on, uh, dial it up fast because we move fast here on Next. Next on 92.3 Free FM. Stories. Story number six. With the wounds still fresh less than a month after the Virginia Tech Rampage, an amateur video game uh, is actually out there simulating the nation's worst school shooting. Um, it's called VTech Rampage uses a computer keyboard, you shoot fleeing students while pretending to be uh, Cho, who murdered 32 classmates and professors before killing himself on April 16th. Uh, just, wow, it took a month. Yeah, That's well, all it took was a month. These things come out so quickly now. Uh, and they keep on giving them all this press and all this run, so you know next time the, a big thing happens, they're going to have a game for that, they're going to be game for everything. Now, didn't... um. Wasn't there one for, like, Columbine 2? There was a Columbine one. What was the last one that came out that a uh, lot that, of people got upset about? It was there, very amateur. Yeah, there was a 9-11 one that came out not too long ago, but there's a 9-11 one that came out right afterwards, too, which is very, very, very cheap, too, where, you know, you were kind of doing a flight simulator. Uh, I thought there was another one as well. Like, I, not, I don't want to say around Katrina, but I'm talking like within the like the last year or two where it was something something horrific like Vatech, uh, and then someone put out one of these kind of cheapy video game versions of it. And is there one out there for Andrea Yates? No. Uh, or even two for this now this new dad who put his kid in the microwave. Uh, I wouldn't be shocked. I remember the Jacko one where you're supposed to catch Michael Jackson yeah, uh, chasing that. kids. There was the uh, the uh, JFK one too, where you were, you know. And it, actually, this one 
was uh, very well done almost. What's the problem or what's the difference between something like this and like a call called a duty or anything on like a PlayStation 2 that revolves around war? Well, like, I it's mean, okay uh, to play war video games, but not massacre video games. Well, yeah, I mean, uh, a war video game is, I think, uh, you aren't playing on, you know, victims. I mean, these. Well, no, you're, I you're, mean, people are dying. Yeah, I mean, but people are dying. Like World but, uh, War Two people. You aren't going through there trying to kill civilians. You're there, you know, trying to battle a, a direct enemy instead of you know going through a school and shooting like that. All right. Well, what about then a San Andreas or something along those lines? Well, there there is supposed to be a game plot there, but you can shoot civilians if you want to. You can beat up hookers if you want to. And there's a lot of people who are pissed off about that game. Right now, you personally, I love it. All right. So, but are you then mad about this Virginia Tech one? I expect it. You know, I I expect that it's going to come out, and I expect that uh, people are going to be pissed. I and I just don't think that. Uh, people should give it the run that it gets like on the, on the major news. Yeah, it is almost a thing of as soon as it comes out, let's talk about it, which, uh, by the way, I am full aware that we are guilty of. Yeah. 866-313-FREE. But we aren't guilty of this. In this uh, story that I read for the VTech uh, video game, they called the mom of one of the victims Ooh. and asked what she thought of it. What do you, I mean, it, she said no comment, of course, but what do you think she thinks about it? You know that she she isn't happy about it, and, and the reason she isn't happy about it isn't because of the graphics well, or the, anything. It's not the the, the resolution sucked. Uh, yeah, the the uh, the graphics were lacking a little bit. Yeah, the, the, what, what do you, what do you expect her to say? Yeah, I'm horrified by it. I'm, I'm the, I, I mean, my family hasn't even recovered yet. You know, who is the reporter that says to themselves, uh, "I'm going to call one of the moms. I have." Heard her number. I've talked to her before. I want to get her comment on this online video game that's going around. You have to be a major douche to do that. Uh, let's go to George on line one in the Bronx. You're next with Hefe and Dubs. Hey, what's up, guys? Yo, so, I just wanted to say, man, this game looks like a cross between like Pong and Pitfall for Atari. Horrible graphics. Probably took the kid like not even a day to make, and it's the publicity that makes it big. Like I saw him on TV the other day. He's like a young kid. And he's taking all the uh, the glory out of it just because of all the uh, media, all the press attention. And again, I, I mean, I tell you, we're guilty of it too. But it is the whole thing. And thank you for the phone call. Of these do pop up, man. I got to do some research now because I thought I knew which one it was that came out not too long ago. I don't know why I want to say there was one surrounding Katrina, but it just doesn't. Oh, I, I know less than a year ago, nine eleven one came out. There was a little bit, you know, more better done as a video game. Uh-huh. Uh, but there was one that came out right afterwards that was more of a flight simulator, very cheaply made one. Uh, 866-313-FREE. So you're not of the opinion that something like this could maybe stop a massacre, like it's good for getting out aggression or anything like that? No, no. Not, not something that is uh, playing on the real thing. I mean, I I, I think, yeah, you know, playing video games, there's a, a little bit of losing yourself in it and... Uh, Kind of relaxing and getting some aggression out, but uh, when what you, about Halo? That's off of something real, isn't it? No. Oh, uh, let's go to Elena on line two. You're next with Hefe and Dubs. Elena, Hello? yeah, you're on, sweetie. I just wanted to know if there was anything on the Amish shooting. 
Because that was pretty terrible. Yeah, uh, maybe that's one. What, you're just dodging stones? No, you, know, they, you don't remember the Amish shooting? Yeah, but uh, they, they have nothing to fight back with, so what would the video game be? No, what yeah, but the, only difference, the only difference between the video games that are actually, like, um, being played that you can purchase at, like, Circuit City or something like that is they're, you're going after, like, a bad guy, you know, this simulated bad guy. And right. The victims of, you know, Virginia Tech were not bad people. They were innocent students who lost their lives. Mm-hmm. No, no, I that's... mean, we lost we lost Brian Pohl just uh, in our neighborhood. Yeah, no, and that's a very good point, and that essentially is the difference between the two of them. And thank you for the phone call, Elena. Let's go to Mike on line three. Uh, you're next with Hefe and Dubs on 92.3 Free FM. We'll try uh, Eric on line four then. Eric, you're up next. Yeah, hi, man. I was just wondering now Now that it's out and they put out all these like simulation games and massacres and things like that, is there any way to take them off the Internet or, you know, do something about that to stop, you know, people from actually being able to use them? Because, of course, everyone wants to use them now that we're talking about it. People want to see what it's like. You know, is there any way to but stop it? Now you're talking about censoring the Internet, which if you start going down that road, you're going to have a lot of stuff taken off there just because people aren't into it you know I, the best thing to do with something like this is to not pay any attention to it not go to the site but not here play we are it. guilty of it now i feel like an ass because we brought it up but you're right yeah, that that is the thing to do is to not acknowledge it essentially mm-hmm. uh, but by even talking about this you know as you said before we're acknowledging it and we're getting more people like not necessarily interested in what and you know seeing it but just now more people know about it like i didn't hear about it until i turned on my radio you know well, consider yourself educated. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right? <laughs> Thanks, guys. Thanks, Eric. Uh, 866-313-FREE. Look at us, just spreading the stupidity. Mm-hmm. Here's a little bit more for you. Uh, Marilyn Manson uh, actually said that the vigils held in the Virginia Tech uh, massacre were quote-unquote manufactured. Now, mind you, he has an album coming out, and I'm yep. a huge Marilyn Manson fan, a huge Manson fan. Uh, he was partly even blamed for the Columbine shootings, if you remember those, yep. in uh, in 99. But here's what's interesting about his point. He goes, it's pointless to waste emotions on an incident that left 33 people dead. He said, you're so full, like someone asked to him, um, asked him, you're so, f- I'm sure you're so full of mixed emotions. And he said, no, I'm not. I really don't care. I don't know anyone involved in it. If you lose emotion and you gain it back, you realize that hate and love are very important to distribute properly. So I'm not going to waste any kind of emotion on things that aren't related to me. He goes on to say, Marilyn Manson does, it doesn't mean that you, don't, that you have to be cold or insensitive or have no sort of empathy. It just means that when you do have emotion, make it extreme. Well, I mean, I, I don't think any of the the vigils or anything like that was manufactured. I think there were people who actually cared that of were course. out there, I and uh, I can understand where he's coming from with uh, people who always try to make it about them. Right. Uh, that always annoys me. But something like this, I I didn't see a whole lot of people there out there trying to grandstand and make it about them, oh. other than the the students who were going out there and just paying their respects. And then well, going home, it was it was very tastefully done, almost. Again, but it was the media who did the grandstanding, and you're always so inundated and you know bombarded with these images that it's almost human nature. If you're watching it 24 seven, you begin to internalize it somehow, like mm-hmm. it did happen to you. Well, you see that you see the uh, the after effects of that going on with uh, all these different laws 
trying to be pushed through for people to be carrying guns on campus and uh, you know less guns, more guns, all this kind of stuff happening just because of this one incident. So people are trying to almost get their agenda across just kind of on the coattails of this. Now, Manson says in this story number five, it's kind of a Vatech thing, uh, talking about not wasting emotion on Vatech and also to the Vatech video game that's online about the Rampage. Uh, here with Hefe and Dubs, next 92.3 Free FM. He does talk about wasting emotions. So he doesn't want to waste emotions on this kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I waste emotions on the Dallas Mavericks. Yeah. So you want to talk about genuinely wasting emotions. I, last year, when my boys went to the NBA Finals and had it snatched away from them by David Stern and the officials and Dwayne Wade, I uh, I was on the verge of almost suicide. Yeah, you were close. You were just out there sitting by a lake staring out. Thinking, I hope there's a gator out there, and I hope he comes and gets me and drags me under. I will waste emotion on sports, and specifically the Dallas Mavericks, so much so that this year... I had to pull myself away because it almost cost me a girlfriend. It almost cost me a cat. Because oh, one time when Dwayne Wade uh, got allegedly fouled, I looked at my cat and I almost thought, scruff, throw against the wall. I was that pissed. That's how much I wasted emotion on that damn team. Do you ever? Do you... I, I mean, I, I'm a huge Lions fan, but I've gotten to the point where, where I expect to lose. So, you know, I'm... But wait. Only emotion I waste on it is good emotion over a, over a meaningless win. I'm with you on that. I was with the Mavs in the days of 11 wins. But when you start to get to that point, imagine being in the Super Bowl or making the playoffs and all of a sudden you're living for something. That emotion is something you can't bear. we got a buddy who right now is a huge Red Wings fan. They're in the middle of a big playoff thing. And he's like, it's crazy. Uh, how much you get yourself involved in this. I mean, mm-hmm. imagine Yankee fans, you know, the collapse uh, to the Red Sox, um, you know, Giants fans, which are going through now, you know, every Sunday, similar to uh, to Lions fans, where you never know how someone's going to play. Yeah, you never know what team's going to show up. I also, too, uh, have decided I'm no longer going to waste emotion on jobs. There's nothing we can do but come in and do a show or mm-hmm. send out stuff, and either you're going to like us or you're not. But I can't get myself all wound up over it and, you know, to the point of suicide. I I still get there. I I get close. Um, In-laws, too, are another one that you can end up wasting emotion on. Uh, I had good in-laws, but my girlfriend now, mom, is uh, got some issues. Yeah. And then the mom's issues end up going down to the girlfriend, and then she ends up projecting it on me. And I don't know if you've ever had to deal with something like that. No, I've always been very loved. Uh, and uh, my, my significant other has always been very loved by our family. So I, I've always felt lucky in that respect where I didn't have to try to win people over and uh, fight for something that you know it, it is actually predetermined. You know, They, they know if they're going to like uh, you know, their daughter's boyfriend or uh, new husband or something much before... Uh, they actually meet the guy. Eight six six three one three free. Just thinking about what do you waste emotion on? Another one too, man. And I was bad about this. Uh, so much so, there's tape somewhere of when we were on the air in D.C. with the hideout, and George W. Bush got reelected. I essentially had a nervous breakdown on the air because we were doing late nights. Well, yeah, and we we decided, all right, we're going to stay until like all the exit polls come in, and we find out who's going to be the president. And it looks so much like Carrie 
for a while. Yeah, they actually, then, I still think that's another one stolen, like my Mavericks championship. Nah. I look at this, and the government, I used to, I used to get so wrapped up in how awful the administration is and all of the various, you know, um, scandals and just how stupid sheeple can be. You know, just following blindly in this blind faith in this president literally would drive me insane to the point of now I'm not going to waste any emotion on it. Uh, we don't even really talk about it on our shows anymore. Mm-mm. I don't know how, you know, guys do it where they go and they'll talk a little politics because I want to wring someone's neck every time I start thinking about what's going on in this country and how much people don't care. And then I'm wondering... Well, you got to start not caring because it's just too hard to care. And, it's very difficult. And I wonder if that's kind of even the point mm-hmm. of, all right, uh, we're going to beat you down so much that you're going to no longer want to waste emotion on the government. You're not going to care. And we're going to be able to get away with absolutely anything. It's worked on me. Because we're going to let you. And it absolutely, dude, it's worked on me, too. And I feel awful about it because I was always one of those guys of, how could you not care about politics? How could you not care but just kind of like Manson said in this, I can no longer waste emotion on stuff like that. There's too much going on in my life. I can't do it right now. It's just not possible. Next, Next on 92.3 Free FM, story number five. All right, there's a bit of a hubbub. Um, earlier this, uh, this week, uh, Jerry Falwell, leader of the moral majority or founder of whatever that is, mm-hmm. uh, died. And story number five tonight is the anti-Falwell memorial that uh, was set up in San Francisco. Now, before we get to the story, maybe we should put this a little bit in context. Like, maybe we, let's, let's take it back a level, and we'll replay the, the story that we had for you on Falwell's original death. And then we'll get into the anti-Falwell movement, and essentially parties that people are kind of having right now. Next download. Alcoholic who sold bootleg whiskey during Prohibition. Father of a movement to restore America as God's country. A big thinker from small town Virginia, growing his 35-member Thomas Road Baptist Church into a congregation of thousands, and then millions as the fundamentalist reverend raised on radio preachers pioneered a new evangelism, the TV pulpit, beaming his old-time gospel hour into American homes, turning living rooms into pews. Jerry Falwell said he found Jesus in 1952. He found politics in 1979, forming the moral majority to lobby against abortion rights, gay rights, pornography, and a host of social issues. He claimed credit for helping elect Ronald Reagan and a string of officials down the government ladder. A visionary to conservatives. Always provocative. AIDS, he said, was God's punishment to homosexuals. Shock jock. September 11th, that was God's punishment too, unleashed on the America of abortionists, feminists, pagans, and gays. Through the decades, his targets range from terrorists to Teletubbies. Purse-toting, lovably lavender, tinky-winky was an agent of the homosexual agenda. Parents, be very careful. Despite the occasional colorful outburst, Falwell retreated from the secular world in his later years, dedicating himself to the once tiny church he turned into a multi-million dollar empire. Twenty million religious conservatives uh, to the polls nationally leaving politics to those who followed the road he paved. Candy Crowley, CNN, Washington. All right, so that's who Falwell was. Yeah. Outstanding guy. Here you see 
that uh, I think with that tinky winky stuff, he went a little bit too far. In San Francisco, uh, some people gathered um, to have an anti-memorial because of um, Falwell's stance on gays and lesbians and bisexuals and transgenders. They had a makeshift grave surrounded by assortments of signs, rainbow flags, Teletubby dolls. Um, One sign that read, Falwell dies, the rainbow lives. And finally, one one person actually danced on the makeshift grave. Now, I mean, the guy's dead. Leave him alone. It's over. uh, There's probably other people you need to focus on now. If someone was so instrumental in making your life hell and keeping you from being equal, why can't you celebrate their death? Why can't you be excited that they're no longer here to give you any sort of uh, crap? If I saw these people, this group, whoever they are, going out, to uh, whatever church he's at every Sunday and or, you know, even, you know, a few Sundays a year and, you know, picketing and doing that kind of stuff, fine. But it just seems like, all right, he's dead now. Let's uh, let's uh, show how happy we are now instead of fighting against him while he's alive. Well, I'm sure they fought against him when he was alive, but he has such no, an they... empire. He has such an empire, you can't ever really get at him. So now that he's finally dead... You are able to celebrate. I think it's something that's worth. I mean, I think you should do it if this is a guy you think that kept you, uh, helped keep you oppressed. It seems cowardice to me. It seems like they they okay, held yes. they, they held their tongue for so long. And I now, don't think they ever held their tongue. Why you people would be able to get on some kind of news or whatever if they were out there all the time going just against Falwell. I want to take Falwell down a few pegs. They would get out there, and they would be able to expose him every once in a while if they kept at it. But now, they're just grandstanding when they can during a death. See, I don't know that I necessarily believe that. And I think you should be able to celebrate when someone that you don't like... uh, Secretly smile to yourself. Why dance on a makeshift grave? And, because uh, this was a guy make who, signs. This is a guy who made a life I know made a they, living. I know they love arts and crafts. I know that happens. But... You know, use it while he's alive and go out there and make those signs right there. Throw that uh, rainbow flag in his face. Uh, I say you drape it over his uh, his tombstone and just do it like that. Because you never really could get at the guy while he was alive. Now maybe you can uh, do a little thing after he's dead. There's going to be so many people up there. 866-313-FREE. 866-313-FREE. Let's go to Stan on line three. You're next with Hefe and Doves. How you doing, guys? Hey, doing I just want to say about uh, Jerry Falwell, I think one big thing with him was uh, he was one of those old guys that didn't want to see change, didn't want to see society kind of progress. So he was put in a position of power for that, and that's one of the things. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah, he was a man stuck in his old ways and, you know, doing it and trying to uh, keep everything as an old kind of uh, uh, way of thinking. Thank you for the phone call, too. It's like this thing after Strom Thurmond died, Mm -hmm. where you couldn't really say a bad word about Strom Thurmond. It's like, come on, let's not forget who this guy was, you know, not wanting people, uh, not wanting desegregation. Then go to where people kept on voting for him and talk them out of it. You know, show everybody how bad of a guy this is. 866-313-FREE, 866-313-FREE. 
And you, what what point are you proving doing this in San Francisco? Go into the deep south and true. run this same gimmick. If you want to go to Liberty University. Now, I believe, what is it, the Westboro Baptist Church? Yes. They're going to be protesting at Falwell's. Uh, <laughs> they protest everything. They're, they would protest their own funeral. I wonder what their angle is, though. Like, what it is that maybe Falwell was too liberal on that they had to get out there and make that, their point known. That's the biggest gimmick. They cannot believe all of this. Absolutely not. Next on 92.3 Free FM. What will happen next? Well. All right, first of all, we're going to get into your calls. If you have anything on the Vodtech video game, on the wasting emotions, on this whole Falwell thing, now's the time to line them up. 866-313-FREE. Then when we come back, the top 10 divorce myths. Mm-hmm. Dub says he has these, and as a divorce guy, he's going to throw them out to me and see whether or not they are. And also, a happy meal that causes the munchies. That's somewhere next in the top 10 stories of the day, according to us, Hefe and Dubs. We're next on 92.3 Free FM. Next on 92.3 Free FM. If you missed it, here's what was next. we get caught up on your phone calls 866-313-FREE next is a countdown of the top 10 stories of the day according to us if we don't get you in during the actual story time then we go to you at this time uh, number 6 was the Virginia Tech video game massacre uh, that's out there very kind of hat yeah uh, it's not it's not a well made game I mean it, it's only been 30 days so. but it it is essentially you know recreating Tro, uh, Cho's massacre Let's go to Mike on line one. Mike, you're next with Hefe and Dubs. How you guys doing? Good, buddy. All right. I got the probably one of the greatest wastes of emotion is probably video games. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll <laughs> be, right. I'll really get into one, like, and uh, I'll be throwing the Hail Mary at the end, and if he doesn't get it, I'm crushed. Yeah. I'll throw my... Tell me, man, when you're online and you're playing a video game, you're trying to just get, you know, you're just up everything going on, and yeah. you lose by something so stupid because of a video game, and you just throw a controller, break something. I do it all the time. That's yeah. a fantastic point, Mike. Or, Thank or you. If you're on that headset uh, playing online and you're just yelling at some kid, <laughs> that's true. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. Let's go to uh, another Mike online too. You're next with Hefe and Dubs. Hey guys. Yo, Duke. How's it going? Good. What's up? What you were saying about before about wasting emotions. You know what? I was upset about George Bush being reelected again. Um, your emotions are never wasted. You feel what you feel. Uh, honestly, you know what? Your emotions contribute to who you are. Yeah, what's that... wasted? What's wasted is opportunities. Opportunities to do something about how you feel. That's actually very poignant. You're, uh, you know, it's it's a fantastic point. I would say though that if you're mad about Madden. You know, <laughs> that might be a waste. And my, you know, like, I can't do anything about the Dallas Mavericks other than watch and enjoy them. You know, and, you know, you know like, exactly. goddamn. Yeah. yeah, I appreciate it. A couple of very good mics in New Jersey bringing up fantastic points as we get caught up. Uh, also, number five tonight, J Dubs, was celebrating Falwell's death, and um, and uh, celebrating Fallswell's de- uh, Fallwell's death out in San Francisco, where people are just super stoked about the fact that he's dead, and they're uh, dancing on graves and making anti-memorials and all yeah. that kind of stuff. Dubs, we'll take a break from the countdown here to bring you a uh, little feature. Next, with El Jefe and Jada on 92.3 Free FM. 
So it's not just the top ten stories of the day. Yeah, we bring you a little extra. This one's the next hack list. Yeah. Uh, Hefe, you are the divorcee in uh, in this show. By the way, I wear that badge, uh, badge proudly. Do you? Yeah. Uh, it was probably the best thing I ever did in my life. Yeah, and uh, I, I can't really disagree with you on that. Uh, I, I was on the web last night, and I found the top ten myths of divorce. Uh, some stuff that uh, people think about divorce, but then end up aren't being exactly true. All right, so, so these are the top ten myths about divorce. Mm-hmm. Let's go. Uh, we'll start with number ten on this. Okay. Because uh, because uh, people learn from their bad experiences, a second marriage tends to work out better. Would you say that would be a uh, true? All right, so people... People who go through a, a divorce, and then they get married again, they've learned from their mistakes, and then it ends up a little bit better for them. I could, I could think that maybe you would do a little bit better in your second marriage, but I wouldn't believe that means it would be a successful second marriage, if that makes sense. Actually, it's worse. Really? The stats are worse for second marriages. I, I guess people get kind of like, all right, I've handled one divorce. I guess I can handle another one. Yeah, that'll be me. I'm going to try to be the new Larry King. Yeah, just uh, over and over. And I guess it's true because if you hear someone who's been divorced once, they're most likely you know, to say, yeah, I've been divorced twice, divorced three times. I'd like you to meet my fifth wife. Yeah. Uh, and we're going to be together probably three years. And that's just the way it's going to end up going. All right, give me another one of these top right. ten myths of divorce. 866-313-FREE. Living together before marriage is a good way to reduce the chances of eventually divorcing. Now, uh, I doubt that. I just think you're going to get sicker of each other quicker. Yeah, that's basically the... It's actually considerably higher risk of getting divorced because, you know, I guess the, the marriage kind of loses its... Excitement because right. it, it, you're basically doing the same thing you were doing when you were dating, and breaking up when you're dating would have been easy. And so why would it be a difficult thing when you're divorced? The marriages that you see work, people have either different rooms that they'll sleep in, or sometimes they'll even have different places, but like they're still married. You know what I mean? And I think that even kind of helps keep the uh, the freshness because if you're always living together, you never miss the other person. You know what I mean? Yeah. I want my girl to be in another state. And if you can live in another state and I can have a girl on the side, I think our marriage can work. Those actually the uh the the marriages I see work are the ones that are more a little more open to that kind of thing. Right, uh, give- divorce has caused problems for many children affected by it, but these problems are not long lasting and the children recover fairly quickly. How's that a myth? <laughs> I, I've never heard that before, so I think we should just skip over that yeah, one. Both of us That's come, ridiculous. Both of us come from broken homes. Uh, I seriously doubt that we're better off and that we're not even still today at the ages of, what, 29 and 27, mm-hmm. still feeling the effects of that divorce. Right. And mommy going out trying to find new daddy. Another child one. Having a child together will keep the couple, uh, help keep a couple and improve their marital satisfaction and prevent divorce. I believe that, because that happened to me with a cat. My girlfriend and I were going through some things, and we got my little Tyco Tyrone, my little tuxedo cat, and things were all of a sudden better. That's a cat, and this is a person. Uh, Same thing. They both fit in the microwave. <laughs> yeah, that is true. Uh, but the, the, the highest stress time in a marriage is during the first child. So that well, Yeah, because can... that's the woman's always like complaining about things. Exactly, but still... Uh, you know, you already have a stressful marriage. 
and then something else happens like that uh that you have a baby and it even brings it higher no i got you all right again the top 10 um divorce myths and if you got any thoughts on these 866-313-free dubs you'll never get married i on the other hand hey while we're even thinking about it too marriage mm-hmm. think like everybody right now think of all your friends and think about the percentage of all those friends who probably should be married and i'd venture to guess like if you have 10 buddies only one of your buddies uh, should end up being married. I think about it now, and of all the guys that I know, maybe the two that should be married, even at that. Uh, I know it certainly isn't for me, even though I'm sure I'll do it again. Just because. You, you think you'll uh, actually get married again? I'm sure I'll marry this one and cheat oh. on her and leave her, too. <laughs> You're a stand-up individual. I, I'm right. an honest individual. What do you want? All right, here's a myth for you. Following divorce, the woman's standard of living plummets by 73%, while the man's improves by 42%. No way. Uh, I don't think that women take that much of a hit, especially with alimony, uh, new guys, the whole thing. I don't think that's even close to being true. That is not true. Uh, Actually, the woman's loss is about 27%, and the man's gain is 10%. 866-313-free. 866-313-free. right, here's another one for you. When parents don't get along, the children are better off parents uh, parents of divorce if then stay together. All right, so the parents don't get along, and the myth is children are better off if their parents divorce than if they stay together. Yeah. I don't know. I think either way you're screwed. I think if you're a kid and you're going through that where the parents don't love each other anymore and they start using you against the other one, because that happened all the time coming from a broken home. Mm-hmm. My mom was always talking trash about my dad. And my dad was always taking me over to my cousin's place on the weekend so that he could go out and get ass. But you hear that all the time. We stayed together for the kids or we got divorced for the kids. Mm -hmm. And I think it's a wash. It's going to be either a very unhappy home where everybody's fighting all the time or it's going to be a uh, broken home where everybody's talking smack about each other all the time. Yeah, I could see that one as well. You know, even looking at this and thinking about marriage and divorce and how many of these end up in divorce, you got to wonder what gets people are thinking it's like where are you at on this think of marriage this whole thing for for heterosexuals is like an experiment okay and you as gay people are the control group all right you're the ones who don't get to get married and you're watching the the experiment of marriage happen to all the heterosexuals and it fail miserably how dumb are you then that you still want to be able to get in on that experiment so that more than 50 percent of it'll fail it doesn't. I mean, I know there's a whole equality thing. Don't get yeah. me wrong, but it's like, oh, whoa, whoa, whoa! I'm out here on the outside. I want to hop into this mess. It seems like it'd be a lot of fun. What if straight people uh, got punched in the stomach all the time, but no one would punch a gay person in the stomach? Would you still want that equality? It's, no. It's like exactly. It's like, like you don't know how horrific a divorce, and it still it really is. is. It was just. It tore me up. It's it's awful. All right, give me. Uh, we're about to wrap up this top ten divorce myths. All right, children from a from a broken home tend to have better marriages because of uh, them being cautious because of their uh, their childhood experiences with divorce. No way, because to me, marriage meant nothing. Uh, my ex wife, her parents are still together, so she thought we'd be together forever. Me, on the other hand, both my parents were on the second marriage. Eh, whatever. Let's just. Uh, We'll do this marriage thing at the age of 20. If it works out, it works out. It didn't, so what? Yeah, actually, children of uh, divorced 
parents end up being divorced at a higher rate. Hmm. I can see where that would happen. Following a divorce, children involved are better off with step families and single parent families. So if uh, if you look for a baby's daddy, your uh, kid will be better off. Hmm. Nah, I can't see that bringing in a rotating uh, group of uh, of uh, or even just one. Yeah. Uh, that didn't work for you. My mom was always constantly looking for a baby's daddy. Uh, you didn't work for me. My mom brought in Mullet Joe. I, I can't say that You got her, a guy you could buy weed from. Yeah. I can't say that her selection was terrific, but even if it was a little bit better, I don't think it would have helped out a whole lot. Hmm. I don't uh, want some random dude in there. Uh, well, your mom did. <laughs> and, and I think it's more about what your mom wanted to happen as opposed to what you what you wanted to happen. All right, here's another one. Being very unhappy at certain points of a marriage is a good sign that the marriage will eventually end in divorce. No, because in my marriage, everything was bliss. Everything was perfect, and look at us. We're the new kind of couple where everything can work out, and it's going to be fine, and we don't really have any fights, and everything's hunky-dory, while on the inside, I'm dying. Uh, she's she's ecstatic, and you know when when couples fight, I don't think it's a terrible thing. I think it, it, it shows, shows they care. Yeah, there's still passion. There's still something there uh, behind it. I mean, I, I don't think they, they should be beating each other up and that kind of stuff, but arguing and that kind of stuff shows that you kind of care for the other person and you know care about what's going on in your life at that time. Right now, it's the next hack list, the top ten divorce myths. It's F.A. and Dubs. Next, we'll get back to the countdown. We're, uh, we're up to number four once we get out of this. Let's go to Mark on line one. You're next with F.A. and Dubs. Hey, what's going on, man? How you hey, guys bro. doing? All right, buddy. All right. I, I could definitely uh, speak to a couple of bits when you were talking about the uh, children because I, I went through, uh, my parents went through a pretty bad divorce. And, and I, I, cannot, I can honestly say, though, um, you know, it, I, I don't know, it probably would have been better had they stayed together. Because you know you just feel that sense of loss, like when your parents do get divorced at first, and you just don't, you don't, you, you sort of know, okay, well things aren't working out and things aren't going well, and you know maybe it's better. But when your dad leaves and stuff like that, it does, it does catch, it does get you. And uh, I just, you know, I wouldn't want to, I wouldn't want to be in a house where the parents are just at each other's throats constantly. I just, it seems like they, that would be more of a stressful environment. But I didn't grow up in that environment, so you know I don't know. That specific yeah. thing. Well, it, it, it does I, I, seem like you can't I, win at all. I, I agree. I agree. It's almost like a no-win situation because it is. They were fighting like all the time, and and it is really stressful. But at the same time, when you know both parents are there, you just feel like there's a sense of like you know, okay, there's some sort of in a weird way, even though they're not getting along well, there's a sense of security. When the dad, when your dad leaves and stuff like that, and it's like you know, now your mom's like, oh, and my mom was not was very dependent instead of independent, right. so that made it like a lot harder. Oh, but yeah, um, as, far, as far as the myth, uh, as far as all right, we got to move yeah. on. And thanks for the phone call. Appreciate it, Mark. Here's the last myth uh, on this list. It's usually men who initiate divorces, not women. I initiated mine. Um, I could see that. I, I don't know. That almost seems like a true statement to me. Actually, two-thirds of all divorces are initiated by the wife. Probably because the guy cheated. It hey. probably, it's probably It's their fault, though. They asked for the uh, divorce. Uh, yeah, you know, looking back on it, I don't... I don't know. I know I'll get married again. Mm-hmm. As much as I, it was awful the first time. As much as I should not have, I'm stubborn enough to think, okay, I can make this work. Yet, knowing everything I know about myself, there's no possible way I could make it work. But you feel guilty because you put so much. That's what it is. 
you feel guilt because you put so much time into a girl. Mm-hmm. You put so much time, you're like, maybe I owe it to her to put a ring on her finger. She makes me lunch. She still, uh, you know, she still uh, handles the boys. Are you, are you gonna marry every girl to diner then? I would, I would. If it involved food, I'd absolutely be all over it. Next on ninety-two-three-three FM. Story number four, four, four. Hotel reservation. There's gonna be a whole floor at the JW Marriott in Grand Rapids, Michigan, that is just for women. Uh, the hotel lounge will be zer- will also be reserved for women only when it opens in this upcoming September. Uh, the spokesperson says that nearly half of the business travelers are women, and so they want women to be able to relax over a drink without being hit on guys. Do we really bother women that much? I don't think we're that overbearing. And most businesswomen, I mean, I'm not saying all of them, I'm sure there's a few cute ones out there, but most of them, they're in the pantsuit, they aren't looking that good. I like that look. That's actually a look that I dig, so I don't know that um, I can... You'd rather have them in a nice Armani and have them have a penis as well. No, that's not actually what I'm into. Um, it is funny, though, how women feel, I I need a whole separate area, I can't be bothered by guys, uh, they're always looking at me, they're always, you know fawning all over me. Just say no. Just say get away from me, douche. Uh, I don't want you around me. And they'll walk away. Yeah, but then you know how guys get. Guys get all defensive. They're like, well, you ain't that pretty anyway. Fine. Say okay. Good. But a lot of girls, they can't end up handling that. They don't even want to have that hassle of uh, of getting hit on like that. Um, now, have you noticed, though, we're kind of moving toward this new acceptability of segregation. Because now it's a woman, an all-woman's floor, but you look at these different workout facilities like at Curves, where it's for women only. Or a lot of times you go to a gym and there's a women-only section because of the same kind of situation where they don't want to be gawked at. Well, come on. Let's look at a little bit of ass right there. But that, You're on that uh, elliptical. I want to see those hammies. But, but they don't want to be on display constantly. Stretch it. Um... But don't you find that interesting, though, that we're now all of a sudden it's okay to start separating the boys and the girls? and Inter- Interesting, yes, and good. I'm glad that I think we should start. I, in this country, we like to call it the melting pot. The melting pot is we're bubbling over. Everybody's pissed off at everybody. We should do something like, you know, like uh, what we want to do in Iraq and kind of just split it up. Yeah, and every because obviously it's not working. Everybody's pissed off at everybody for something that someone else says or something else someone else does that offends them or that we are hitting on them too much. Everybody just go over here. You go over there. Break it up. So you're now thinking, all right, it's time to separate the races. It's time to separate the sexes. I think it might might not be that bad of an idea. I. Yeah, I'm not bothered by any uh, race or sex, but I think it would actually... Right, now you want to separate the show. Now let's have one show for those. We'll do, one... it. We'll do it on ISDN. We'll talk. <laughs> I just don't want to look at you anymore. You don't want to be in the same studio. All right, that is an interesting thought of we tried the desegregation. It's not working. Now, I'm not saying it's a good thought, but it's an interesting thought on your behalf. What makes you think that the whole desegregation thing 
isn't working. I mean, you, you look everybody's at a city like pissed. New York. Well, of course, everybody's pissed, but you don't think that you get a whole bunch of white people together. They're not going to be angry oh, at each other. We'd just be high-fiving all the time. <laughs> no, you wouldn't. I know if all the, the Lat- chest bump. all the Latinos got together, you would still then kind of separate out in your factions of Puerto Rican and Cuban and Latino, you know, Mexican, uh, blacks do the same thing between light-skinned blacks and dark-skinned black. It happens. That would be fine. You know, do what you guys got to do. You guys have to deal with some stuff. We have to deal with bad sports on our on our Stop little island. See, our now, island would blow for sports. Now you're trying to be a shock no, duck over there. No, I'm not. 866-313-FREE. All this is kind of coming about, too, with this niche marketing. You know, it's like, all right, we're only going to cater to this person. We're only going to cater to this person. And I don't, like... Are you think guys are going to get upset about this? That some for some reason they can't end up on the seventeenth or nineteenth floor, or whatever it is, of this Marriott? I think there's going to be a whole booze and buddies thing where they, <laughs> where you're going to have a few dudes dressed in drag go on up there and uh, get lucky. The women only rooms have uh, specific amenities like special hair dryers, bath products, jewelry holders, uh, things like that. I'm sure. They're even going to get their own special cable, so there's no sports center, no Spike TV, just a constant loop of, like, Grey's Anatomy. And tampon commercials over and over again. Them plugging their uh, uh, canoe with a tampon and everybody giggling. Oh, look at the special rooms. They come with a complimentary cat. And here you go. You're a woman business traveler. I'm sure you're lonely enough. Here's your complimentary uh, little uh, kitten to keep you company while you're here during your stay. Now, the only way I support this, if the whole 19th floor is just kitchens. So that's the only room. That's <laughs> yeah, that's, only- your, that's your room. Enjoy the woman's room. Right. Here's your women-only room. Kitchens on this side of the hall. Laundry rooms on that side of the wall. Here's what it is. And uh, congratulations. This is what you're doing if you're women-only. Um, I do find it fascinating, even when it comes down to the niche marketing aspect of it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? 866-313-FREE. As guys... You can't walk into a Curves and get mad because they don't have free weights. You know what I mean? I think you could if you wanted to work at one of these women-only facilities because they can't keep you out of them. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't think that's actually legal. But you couldn't walk in there and be like, hey, wait a second. Where are the free weights? You know, I want to well, do, yeah, I mean, the, the, do my deadlifts. Yeah, I mean, you, you know what you're signing up for when you go in there. If you do want to work out there, they tell you what they provide and what they don't provide so you can't get pissed off when they don't provide something for you why is it that same thing doesn't apply when it comes to like radio stations like you know women go to fresh you know go listen to that but don't come over here and start getting all upset because dubs is talking about the women's only rooms should be all kitchens and there's no beds the tile's beautiful you'll love it <laughs> you know what i mean uh i think that i'm, I'm surprised where we don't kind of equate that mm-hmm. you know to like radio stations but television stations you know spike tvs for dudes and they're going to be things on there that chicks don't dig yet uh you don't see us as guys going off and complaining about uh, lifetime our oxygen it just it doesn't happen let's go to tracy on line two tracy you're next with hefe and dubs and 92 hey you guys how are you good what's up okay I got a comment. You guys mentioned about the women's only gym. Mm-hmm. And I don't know which one you said it, but you're like, yeah, that girl in the elliptical, I got to see some, yeah. I want to yeah, find a personal trainer at a, a women's only gym, and I love that there are no guys there. I get to be crazy. I get to squat the woman, make them do some crazy moves. Sounds And hot. they know it's just their friend looking up their 
now you're going to get me in trouble because I'm going to be uh, sneaking into one of these things, running a nice batch for myself. <laughs> yeah, I want to see. You what know goes what? On get online. There. Get online. Everybody wants to. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Tracy. Appreciate it, sweetie. Now, while we're on the beach right now, I'm working at a gym, mm-hmm. uh, and it's an all-guys gym. Uh, it's called the Blitz, and it's kind of like a curse for guys with like punching bags and stuff. The thing about it, though. It's good because, all right, you know, it's buddies. We're kind of joking around, you know, stuff like that. Mm. It's also good because it's keeping me faithful um, because there are no girls there, you know. So maybe that's a positive aspect of it. The other thing is I notice the guys do not work out as hard because there aren't any girls there to impress. Yeah, when girls are around and you're just kind of, you know, going through the motions, you aren't going to pick them up. But if you are, if you're maxing out on every rep, yeah, you, you're going to impress a few chicks and maybe take one home. Uh, let's go to uh, Lou on line one. Lou, you're next with Hefe and Dubs. Talking about story number four, the women's only floor at the new uh, Marriott. Hey, go ahead. What's up, guys? How's it going? Good, buddy. It's about when I go to the gym, I want to work out. When this lady goes on a business trip, she's on a business trip. She's not trying to get guys. She doesn't want guys to get her. Now, if we go to the bar next to the gym after working out, hey, I noticed you working out, you know? That's great. So for you, it's about separating business from pleasure. That's the whole kind of aspect of it. Either that or it's about separating. It's about turning it into a caste system. It's, you know, these women who are on business trips, they think most of us guys are too low for them. You know what I mean? No, I got you that you know, too. Yeah, because they're because they're know. thinking about the, they're thinking about the glass ceiling. They don't want to be you know they don't want to be picked up by just any guy. They want to be picked up by a guy that they meet at the board meeting that they went to the that they went out of town for. You know what I mean? I got you. Thank you for the phone call, Lou. That's an interesting perspective on it too. I don't know if all of them are looking to sleep their way to the top though. <laughs> Why not? I would. Oh, uh, without that's a diff- doubt. But that's the thing. We get we get it like as guys, we try to think as women. You know what I mean? And like, and we can't. There's no. just no. You, know, you can't do it. It's not possible. I'd get confused. I wouldn't make it past you know my midsection. You know, if I was a guy thinking if I was a girl, I'm like, oh look, boobs. I wonder what these do. And they just sit there and play. Jared on line three. You're next with Hefe and Dubs on ninety two three Free FM. Hey guys, I was just wondering if one of these women at the women's only floor hooks up with a guy. Is there like a hall monitor that'll stop him from coming over to her room? <laughs> it is. It's high school. It's yeah. middle school all it, over it's again. Summer camp. That's what it is. Yeah. You know? I forgot about some. All right, it's summer camp, Dubs. And thanks for the phone call, Jared. No did Did you guys have uh, like were separated? Yeah, there, there were guy and girl cabins, where uh, you know, like we had like, and the girl cabins were sweet. We had these just old rickety wooden ones that like you know, like uh, air was blowing through them like crazy. The girls ones. They were uh, completely, you know, uh, drywalled, everything going on in there. And we would actually sneak over there, and no one really made a fuss about it. I just, it's funny how segregation is making its way back through niche marketing. And it's cool, because it's part of the niche marketing. It's okay, Um, especially when it comes to sex. Next on 92.3 Free FM, what's next? More of your phone calls. We'll also do a spotlight on the next big thing um, on one of our features before we get to number one. Porn meets politics. And, of course, more of your phone calls as we slip into hour three tonight of a countdown of the top ten stories of the day according to us. We'll do a complete recap, too, if you're just getting in. But if you're just now tuning in, stay tuned because you're going to get the top three stories 
of this May 17th, 2007. Uh, Dubs and I, guest hosting this week. Go to myspace.com slash next radio and get caught up. We're half and Dubs. We're next on 92.3 Free FM. Next on 92.3 Free FM. If you missed it, here's what was next. To count down to the top 10 stories of the day, according to us, Hefe and Dubs, next on 92.3 Free FM. MySpace.com slash Next Radio has some of the previous top 10s, especially from this week. Last night it was only a top three because mm-hmm. of the Nets game, but go check it out. Um, and we fit in your phone calls here, too. Uh, we had uh, one of our features, the Next Hat List. That was next, and uh, it was uh, the top 10 divorce myths. And then number four tonight was the women's only floor on a hotel uh brand new hotel it's popping up on the 19th floor they're also gonna have a women's only lounge so the business women can feel comfortable and not be bothered uh by, by we men by we scum men let's go to kevin on line one you're next with hefe and dubs go ahead kevin hey what's up uh i just think that lesbians all over the country are gonna be lining up to get rooms at this place <laughs> yeah that's what we all like to think too thanks for the call we all like to think Man, they're all it's just going to get together. Just going to be none but scissor grinds, man, <laughs> on the halls. I got to go see this. It's probably what they're doing over at the gym. You know, it's just fat women relaxing. Yeah. It's going to be nothing good. Hey, that's the thing, though. They're all going to be congregated in the halls to talk to each other, and then they're going to be able to stay into their kitchen rooms. Uh, let's go to uh, Christina. You're next with Hefe and Dubs. Go ahead, Christina. Hey, how you guys doing? All right, what's up? All right, I got a little story for y'all because it doesn't really matter if you have the women's only sections all right i was at a business trip at the hilton me and my female partners sitting there going through clients portfolios and one of the employees from the hotel came to me and started throwing cliche one-liners at me (laughs) all right i'm sure you went and slept with them right (laughs) <laughs> and then to make matters worse, I, you know, let him down nicely, told him I'm here for business, not pleasure. Right. And he gave me the exact same line that you said, oh, well, you weren't that good looking anyways. That's every guy does that. <laughs> you ain't all that. Women need to understand. You need to know how to handle men. So what ended up happening? Because we got to move on. Anything end up happening out of that or other than him just yeah, getting mad he, at you? he got, you know angry with me for letting him down and he went and splashed my tires are you kidding me <laughs> all right thank you christina for the phone call uh i don't know maybe you uh maybe you hang out then maybe you take the free drink i don't know uh if he if he's going out and slashing tires because he was let down gently i'd hate to see what would happen if he bought her a few drinks and then he was shot down i love how guys can't ever take a no you know You're ugly then bitch I wouldn't. I wouldn't bang you with his. You know what I mean? It's yeah. that kind of thing that always ends up going down. All right, Dubs. Let's move on to the top three stories of the day uh, tonight. Next on ninety-two-three Free FM. Story number three. Next. A British inventor has come up with a way to prevent thousands and thousands of tons of plastic milk bottles from being dumped in landfills each year. He's come up with a recyclable cardboard bottle. Uh, with a biodegradable bag inside to hold the milk. He came up with the idea while talking to an employee of a local waste dump a year ago. This is kind of the whole green movement. Yeah. Um, I got to tell you, I feel guilty whenever I see, like whenever I have a jug of something and I'm going to throw it out because I'm like, that is going to be here for years 
in years and years probably after I'm gone. I have no guilt doing that. I toss everything out my car windows. No, 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 no. no. I'm so bad that my car is basically a landfill because I refuse to throw anything out of my window. The only thing I'll ever throw out of my window is like fruit, you know, like maybe a banana peel or an apple core. Otherwise, it all ends up in the bottom of my scion because I don't want to pollute Mother Earth. You know, I'll take better care of Mother Earth than my own body, which I'll put all sorts of, uh, you know, fatty ass. Well, yeah, all that stuff that you just ate with uh, that those wrappers came from probably are worse for you than uh, the wrappers are for the Earth. But you have no problem consuming that stuff, but you have a problem tossing that stuff out on the side of the highway. I have no problem with it. We drive down the road, we throw it to the side, and then convicts clean it up. If I didn't throw <laughs> stuff out my car... Then the convicts would have nothing to do. They just be standing there looking at the grass. We need to uh, teach convicts a lesson. You need to throw your trash out there for them. Stop it! No, you don't. Eight six six three one three free. Another thing that I feel guilty about using because I'm like, man, this is gonna be gone. This is gonna be here way longer than I am. Is a condom because you use a condom, and I can't imagine that they degrade uh, at any sort of a. Uh, at any sort of a, a rapid pace. Yeah, the, the condoms don't, they can't be like a quick... Uh, Do you know how you're supposed to dispose of a condom? Throw them out, right? Yeah. You, you're yeah. not supposed to flush them. Right. Flushing them will, uh, especially if you have your own septic tank, uh, flushing them will get it clogged up, and then, you know, and kids also remember that. <laughs> what? <laughs> if you don't want your parents to find out what's going on in the house... Do not flush those. Because, you know, they're probably not using them either. All right, what's some other stuff? Because this guy, he takes it upon himself to be like, all right, there's a there's a hole out there. I want to try to do something. I want to make things better. He updated, you know, the whole milk carton. And I, I milk cartons, I mean, I, I've been around for a while. I've been drinking out of the same type of milk carton ever since I was born. Well, you remember the card, the original cardboard ones, though, right? They still have cardboard ones. I still use a cardboard one, the like smaller ones. Maybe, like the, that, maybe that's my problem, though, that I'm... Uh, you're buying the big jugs every time, the big plastic jugs? Yeah. Yeah, I, I buy the cardboard well, ones, I but even, I don't think they're biodegradable, though. Uh, I don't even end up doing that, either. I'll buy a whole bunch of the little small milks, just oh, in case. Oh, yeah, yeah, you So are. I'm even polluting even, even worse. What's another thing you thought at this time, all right, we're going to have an update on this? Septic tanks is one that I thought... Because when you think about the idea of a septic it's tank... It's to come out and pump that thing out. And there's just this collection, uh, a lot of times, if you're living outside the city, of just, you know, poo and just waste and condoms that's just gathering underneath your homes. 866-313-FREE. Egg cartons are one of those things that, like, I, I think I've been eating out of the same type of egg carton since I was born. I don't remember anything different. It's just this cardboard uh, container for all these things. The worst thing for me whenever I go home, like after a day at work or something, and I walk in, is my cat box. I have a cat box that's right by the front door. You might as well have a bucket in there. Yeah, seriously. I thought cat boxes would be electrical nowadays. They, they are. They what? have electrical cat boxes. If you ever go to PetSmart and buy your cat something, there's electrical cat boxes that uh, plug into the wall, and they, they self-scoop after the cat goes to the Are you kidding bathroom. me? No. They have all I came that. up with this idea like two months ago. I'm they've thinking, I need to invent an electrical cat box. They've been out for like five years now. you got to be kidding so what am I doing then with a big you, box of poo in the corner? Yeah, you just have a big box there right now. With in the worst thing about yours, most of them that you buy now have a filter up top 
the kind of, you know, make the air cleaner. Yours, no filter. It's just everything going right into the air. It's disgusting. We live in a zoo. Yeah. We genuinely do live in a zoo where it's nothing but feces and just a different... Now, I don't want to hear it because your dog thinks that's food. So don't give me any... Uh... My dog has gone after it a couple times. I will admit to that. Other things that I thought that maybe we'd update by now. You know, we're in the middle of the NBA playoffs, too. I think it's about time to update the game of basketball and raise that rim to 11 feet. I think I, I think nowadays I it's it would be much better to see that game played at 11 feet as opposed to 10. Raise that to 11 and lower the WNBA's to 9, so that might be watchable now. If we could watch some dunks happen in the WNBA, maybe that'd be watchable. But, uh, I say 8 feet. I don't even know if a girl could get up at 9. Yeah, I, I mean, nine, 9 is actually uh, quite tall. I remember what I used to do when I was a kid is I, I had one of those basketball hoops where you could take it up and down, and mm. I always had it at 6 feet, you know, where I was a little... How old were you? I was, I was in high school, <laughs> and I was a 5'9 Latino, and I used to pretend that I was 8 feet tall, but I had the greatest skills in the world so I could shoot threes and then go right up and then slam dunk. One of uh, the basketball courts that... Uh, the elementary school that we had at, uh, in Fowlerville, Michigan, was we had uh, uh, one regular one, and then the other one was eight foot rims. So all the high school kids would go over to the eight foot rims. We'd have like a big crazy game, and all the kids, uh, the kids of the elementary school, would just be sitting there watching us because that's their court. But we wanted to dunk. Right? No, that happened all the time too. Anytime you had a lower rim. At a school or a park, it that was, rim never lasted. Either. It, Everybody's hanging from it. It was always down easily within like the first two or three months. Where guys used to pretend, you know, like they were a Vince Carter or something along those lines. Eight six six three one three free story number three. British man invents new milk container. We're just thinking other stuff that needs updating. Let's go to Josh on line one. You're next with half and dubs. Go ahead, Josh. Josh, go ahead, dude. Yo, I'm lost. Please help me, bro. What are we talking about now? We just told you. I just throw garbage into McDonald's parking lot. Are we still talking about garbage? Because uh, that's yeah. Go ahead. You can guy. talk about whatever you want. All right, I'm I'm annoyed with him. Let's move on. Next caller, eight six six three one three free. I didn't think it was a very tough conversation no. to uh, follow along with. Uh, I apologize. It is late. People are high. Um. Dope. Did you think dope would ever be updated? No. Uh, is it essentially, Why does it need to be? Has it essentially stayed the same? I guess it kind of has, though, when you think nah, about they, it. They, there's additives to it. It's forever changing. But whenever you think about, like, prescription drugs, mm-hmm. you know, and how a lot of times these prescription drugs end up being uh, essentially the same kind, like a heroin, but in a little pill form. So there is kind of an update to it when you think about it. Yeah, I mean, all the pain pills that come out and everything, they always come out with a new one that's supposed to work differently, better, uh, less addictive. And uh, then, you know, you uh, you get a new drug every probably six or seven months. Why is it, do you think, this guy, he's doing this thing as far as getting the milk cartons and recycling and it's all, all part of this whole green movement. Why isn't recycling cool yet? You know what I mean? It's kind of still... Yeah, re- recycling is still kind of that... Ugh, it's kind of a sissy type thing to do. Right. It's not cool. It's not doodly. Hey, I gotta go recycle, man. Right. You can't say that because I, you know, you can say, yeah, I gotta go pick up chicks. I gotta go uh, to the bar and you know, kind of try to hook up. But if you say I gotta go to recycle, you kind of seem a little femme at that point. I, the one thing that I'm a big believer in that you don't recycle, girlfriends. I'll never understand a guy 
who will constantly go back to an ex. I think once you've once you're with a girl mm. uh, and you've used her up for everything that you're going to use her for, you then should end up moving on. Well, any girl that I date or anything like that, uh, I say if it ends at any time, it ends. Yeah, you, know, you don't expect me. Even if like you know I may still have feelings or something, I will never go back out with you again because it's just a recipe for disaster. Next on ninety-two-three three FM two story number two. Speaking of drugs, a Happy Meal was sold with pot, a pipe, and a lighter in it. Uh, this um, this is the next download for us. To be honest, you don't expect that. It was a dinner trip that an Ottawa family will never forget. It happened Monday night. Keith Ireland went through the McDonald's drive-thru, picked up three Happy Meals for his kids, and headed to a nearby school for a picnic with his wife. When their eight-year-old daughter opened her Happy Meal, she found a lot more than food. She just said, Mom, I have a lighter in my Happy Meal. And I said, you have a lighter in your Happy Meal? And she said, yeah, I have a lighter in my Happy Meal. So I told her, go show your dad. But that's not all the girl found. Then, second time she came over, she said she was given two toys in her Happy Meal. She'd come back a third time, and then she had a bag. And she goes, what is this? And right then and there, I knew what it was. It turns out it was marijuana and a pipe. Keith immediately went to police. They determined the dope belonged to a 17-year-old high school senior. The indications are that the subject placed them in a in an empty box, intent on hiding the, the items for a matter of time. Police arrested Brandon Scott and have charged him with possession of marijuana and drug paraphernalia. He's also out of a job. The owner tells me he fired Scott on the spot. Police admit many people in town find the incident funny. I'd be rather surprised if any time in my, uh, the rest of my career I see something like this happen again. McDonald's has apologized, but the family says it still may sue. What? In Ottawa, Craig Wall, you got New Chicago. Free. Yeah. Go sell those and uh, get yourself ten more Happy Meals. Yeah, you could have parlayed that into something there. You got something for free and you're going to sue. What's the point? It's pot, you know. You can explain pot to your kids. I, uh, where do you hide your stash? Like, Well, first of all, let's define stash because a stash could be porn. It could be drugs. For me, it's food. Uh, there would be a lot of times, like my girlfriend, she'll buy chocolate mm-hmm. and hide it from me. And then all, of a, find that. Then all of a sudden, it's, oh, look what happened. Magically, we had a little uh, chocolate appear, and I told her, all right, you know what? Uh, don't tell me where it is because if I know where it is, I'm going to end up getting it um, and eating it, and then we won't have it for later. Eight six six three one three free. I don't know why he would put it in something that could easily end up being given out later I'm on. I'm sure, like uh, he was uh, in a rush to put it somewhere because someone was coming, so he just chucked it in that box real quick. And I don't know, you never smoked weed, you lose that short-term memory real fast. So he thought it was probably still in his pocket or something. Throws the meal out there, and everything was probably rushing in his head right away. Like, oh crap, oh crap, oh crap. Where Waiting it? for that other foot to drop. Mm-hmm. Now, imagine too, like how just kind of unlucky he was, because it could have been a whole car full of stoners who are all cheap asses ordering the Happy Meals. And can you imagine them looking in there? Like they wouldn't have even believed that. Oh my God, here we got some more. We scored some more. Exactly. <laughs> well, if. And again, you never smoke weed. You don't know the paranoia that sometimes goes over in your Is head. Is that really? Do you really get paranoid? Yeah, especially if you're out in public and everything. And especially if a free bag of weed ends up in your Happy Meal, you, you start thinking, oh, wait, this is so cool. I got free weed. Someone must be watching me. This weed 
has been given to me by the government, and they have a camera somewhere around me. I'm flushing it. I'm not giving them the satisfaction. And so you just end up throwing away the free stuff. Mm -hmm. You used to do something like that, though, didn't you? Wouldn't you set people up? Oh, yeah. uh, It wasn't actual weed, though. I worked at a pizza place for a while, and we had oregano and basil and all that kind of stuff. And we would put some in, uh, in a baggie. Make it look like pot rolled up, you know, so we covered up the, uh, it was covered by plastic a few times over, and just kind of throw it like in a corner kind of area of the uh, parking lot outside. And we would just watch people walk up, look at it, and find out what kind of people would be grabbing it. And more times than not, it was businessmen or businesswomen. Right. They were grabbing the weed. They'd walk by, they see what they thought was a free score. And yeah. Then- uh, did you guys ever do anything? Like maybe you were gonna like bust them? No, or no, it was outside. just for a laugh. It was just to look and see what kind of person. Uh, yeah, a complete social experiment. Went up there and actually was another uh, fun thing to do was glue a quarter to the ground <laughs> and this? just watch uh, people try to grab it. For- was this back in the eighteen? 1800- Hundreds when uh, there was no such thing as the internet or television or anything like that. Is that what was going on there? That's small town Michigan where Dubs grew up, where they're just throwing out oregano and quarters and seeing what kind of fun. Did you also do the thing with the dollar bill and you had it on a string and you'd pull it back? No, I never pulled that one off, but that would have been fun too. Yeah, see, this is what you guys are doing in mid Michigan. Next, 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 next. 92.3. Free FM. Not next worthy. Here are some stories that didn't make the cut, but are worth a mention. Gas prices. Um,. They're going up. Mm-hmm. Quite frankly, I think we deserve it. We're not doing anything about it. We haven't really made any wholesale changes in our life, and we deserve the raping that we're getting by the oil companies. Today was the first day I've ever spent more than three bucks a gallon on gas. I don't know how that's possible. Uh, I, I watch uh, you know the trends of gas and everything, and I have a huge van. Don't even get started on that. I'm sure you're thinking kid toucher all the way. I have a huge van that takes 30 gallons. So if I know that gas prices are about to spike, I'll fill it up, and that will last me about a month, and that gives it time to come back down. An immigration bill has been passed, and uh, apparently it's um, a compromise between the Republicans and the Democrats. I don't know exactly what it means. Some people are calling it amnesty. Uh, there's people, uh, other people say it's closing down the borders. I don't understand it. I don't understand the hubbub over immigration. People want to come over here and work and do jobs that you don't want to do. It seems like you should allow them to do that. Mm -hmm. R. Kelly says, I'm the Martin Luther King. Um, According to, uh, he's talking and he equates himself to like Muhammad Ali and Martin Luther King. I guess as far as his talents go in songwriting. That's the danger of having a a yes man entourage around you where uh, everything you do is perfect to them. They have no complaints about you. You think everybody Everybody, especially in your community, thinks of you like that, and it's just not true. Uh, There was a sexual attack in a church that was caught on video uh, in New York. It was this guy, he comes up, the reason we talk about it is because it's mainly, uh, you know, video footage, but it's a Mm -hmm. guy, there's a woman, she's working, she's sitting down in like the front row of the church, guy comes in, sits down, then before you know it, kind of bum rushes her and like starts groping her. The The woman has a pen and starts stabbing the guy in the neck. And the guy ends up running off. And Did it puncture him? Um, 
she got him. I guess so. I mean, she says she got him a few times in the neck with the pin, and then he ends up How running off. How Doing that in a church of all places. Uh, and they had cameras, so you know people are definitely on the lookout for this guy. Um, and then Rush Limbaugh runs into President Clinton at a Midtown uh, restaurant and really says it was fate and... You know, here I am, and it was, you know, it was a showdown and all this kind of stuff. And I did he actually showdown with them? I don't know. Whatever. It just goes to mm-hmm. show. You know, I think again, Rush Limbaugh is the kind of guy. I don't think he really believes any of the stuff he's saying. I honestly think he's running a bit. And it's- next, El Jefe and Jadabs on ninety-two-three-three FM. What's next? All right, we'll come back and wrap up the show with a complete recap of the top ten and some of the features. We also got a final feature for you, the next big thing. Um, I'm kind of pissed that it's happening, that it's coming out, because it probably would have altered the way I approach life. And the number one story of the day, which is a pretty good one. So stick around for that, plus your phone calls and anything overall on the complete recap, 866-313-FREE. It's and Dubs on 92.3 Free FM. Top 10. But first, it is uh, the next big thing, J-Dubs. The next big thing is uh, the feature right now. This is actually something that I'm pissed off about. Why is that? Because it would have changed how I looked at tattoos. I didn't think it was going to go to this point. Next download. While love sometimes fades, it takes a lot more than that to make a tattoo disappear. Justina Rossi had two cherubs tattooed on her lower back when she was 21. It was in right, <laughs> That's called the tramp stamp. Yeah, I'm sure that there's a lot of women getting the tramp stamp removed. Um, I never got tattoos because I always felt like they were too permanent. And I couldn't be associated. I didn't want to be stuck with that kind of a decision. I just, and so I wouldn't do it. There would be a few times that I would think, all right, maybe I'll get this. or This looks kind of cool, but I'm going to stay away from it because you know I can't have this marking on my body for the rest of my life. It's a very expensive process, though, to get these things removed, though. Yeah, and it goes into it here in the story. Next download. Justina Rossi had two cherubs tattooed on her lower back when she was 21. It was impulse. Got it done and realized that it just not, it doesn't look good on me. Just wasn't what I'm about. Today, after shots to kill the pain, Justina got her 11th and final laser treatment to remove those cherubs. Total cost? About $4,400. It's a growing market. Tattoo removal lasers are now big business. There's two cherubs. Dr. Bruce Katz, a board-certified dermatologist, has been removing tattoos for more than a decade. We have not seen so many tattoos in the last few years ever. Dr. Katz says 80% of his clients are women who have changed their minds. A lot of women today particularly, and some men, have had tattoos placed when they were in college or in high school. See, that's women though. Women, they they think stuff's a good idea in college. Uh, Lesbianism, a lot of partners, something like that. And then they end up regretting it. Guys, we tend to not regret what we do as much. I mean, we do regret. You should. Dubs is uh, an ink patch because here's the pro- here's what Dubs has going on as far as tattoos go. He has one of the coolest ones I've ever seen: a tattoo, uh, a clown shooting heroin. Mm-hmm. That's on your left shoulder. Mm-hmm. But then all the other ones you have. Oh, well, I have my one on my leg too. Uh, the I, sword. No, it's a, it's a, called the sea elephant. It's a whole tribal thing. But uh, right, because you're a part of what tribe? <laughs> 
Don't, we, don't worry about that. Okay, I, I wouldn't understand <laughs> it. Yeah. Um, but all the other tattoos you have are from lost radio bets yeah. that you've made concerning your Detroit Lions. You have a Washington Redskins score on your bicep. <laughs> I always forget about that one you have, until I'm showering and I got my arm up. You have Indianapolis written across the top of your back like it's your name on a jersey. Mm-hmm. You have uh, That was from a Thanksgiving game. You have the uh, Green Bay Packers logo on your left shoulder blade. And then you versus uh, Mr. Fez Watley from the Ron and Fez show. Your Lions lost to his awful bucks, so you had to get Bucko Bruce on your right ass cheek. Yeah, that was a nasty-ass bet. And you're forgetting one crucial one. Hmm. The only one I got done on our show, the Detroit Lions, Super Bowl champions, 2006. Congratulations on that one, too. I'm glad. Now, why did you get that one? Because you actually thought this was the year? I I said, you know what? I'm going to put it in print, see if I can get the team to believe. All right, so... They didn't. (laughs) Yeah. But, uh, like, women, okay, they're not as stupid as you are when well, it comes they, to... They, they, they aren't, you know, as crazy with tattoos, but they tend to... I, I'm not going to regret what I've done. It marks the time in my life. It was fun. It was something different. And uh, I'm not going to go get these removed because I regret them. Do you think people still discriminate well against people when they have tattoos nowadays? It, I think if you have them on your hands or something like that, there's like you know like the love hate thing, or like if you have like the big long sleeve or something. There's some places that you can't work. Right. Uh, you have to have that covered up. But for the most part, if you're just in society, nah, people don't look at you bad. We have any more of the next download? Next download. A lot of women today, particularly, and some men, have had tattoos placed when they were in college or in high school. And then they get out into the real world, into business, or they're in Wall Street or investment banking, and they realize this is not professional. And that's when they decide they want to have them removed. Tattoos, where the ink is very deep in the skin, or with many colors, are hard to take off. But should have listened to my parents when they said that I'd be paying for it later on. They were right. And she does look like the girl with the tram stamp. Yeah. A little chubby. You know, well, they, like, even, uh, they it, even show her tattoo, and she's got, like, a thong on. You know what I mean? So you're actually... I, I'm sure the uh, tattoo started off about two inches long, and now it's about four inches long. It's just so stretched out and, and uh, uh, disgusting at this point. Any different are motorcyclists, like bikers. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You got bike, especially where we're living in Florida, everyone essentially has a motorcycle, so you're not some badass on a motorcycle now. Because about everybody got has one, you know what I mean? Yeah, I was, I was, I'm gonna go back to your earrings, and uh, when we, got, when we went and got you those, I don't think you're a tattoo candidate, no matter what, because tattoos, I, they, they aren't as bad as what everybody says. They don't hurt as bad as everybody says, but they hurt a lot less than lobe earrings. <laughs> and I had to actually hold your hand. At the at the uh, why par- I, you bring up the dress during this and now you bring up the tattoo or the I'm uh, sorry the earrings during this I got a low threshold for pain man I'm sorry it's just something that's not something I can necessarily deal with eight six six three one three free eight six six three one three free just thinking about like those things where you're kind of anti-establishment you're against the grain then all of a sudden. You're just like everybody else. And the new one right now is being emo. Mm. You know, everybody is emo. You know, MySpace is one of those, too. It was kind of anti. And yeah, it's now, kind of something different now. You, if you don't yeah, have one, you're... It's, yeah. it's one of those things where, like, if your mom or your uncle, you know, or any sort of authority figure is doing it, then it's no longer cool and it's no longer hip. Next on 92.3 Free FM. If you missed it, here's, here's what, what was, was next. next. 
All right, Dubs, three hours, the top ten stories of the day, according to us. Number ten started off with a bang. It was the microwaved baby um, that happened in Galveston. From Gal- Banquet. That, that happened in Galveston, Texas, and the father was going down there to be a minister. Something happened. We don't know what yet, but he microwaved his baby for 20 seconds. Baby is alive, but it is hurt, and we were also looking at the guy's... And underdone. We are looking at the guy's MySpace page. Which we have a link up on our MySpace page, myspace.com slash nextradio. And just what a complete, like beyond the cooking of the baby, just what a loser the oh, guy he's a douche. is. And how you could have seen this coming. Uh, number nine, Harlem versus Upper East Side eating. Number eight, woman awake during eye surgery, but paralyzed. Uh, the first feature of the night was our next sports update. Mm-hmm. Uh, Subway series starts tomorrow. And also, too, you got the Nets versus the Cavs, which will be heard right here on 92.3. Free FM. A real reason for stem cell dubs curing baldness. That was story number seven. Number six was the Vatech Rampage video game. It's a very hack. Uh, yeah, very cheaply done game, but uh, 30 days after, or is it even 30 days yet after the VTAC? It, it's just about been a month. Yeah, and, and now there's a first person shooter type game. Uh, also, too, number five was celebrating Falwell's death, where people in San Francisco have put together an anti-memorial to him. Uh, the next feature was the next hack list, the top 10 divorce myths. Number four, hotel creates women-only floor and lounge. That was in Michigan. Number three is the new milk container and just things that you figured would have been updated by now. Skateboards. I thought we would have had a hoverboard. Yeah. I thought at this point we would have moved on to that back to the future uh, type mentality. Number two, uh, would you like weed with that? The Happy Meal ordeal where there was a kid. It sounds like a fight. Yeah. yeah it sounds like you're we're building a boxing match right now. Well, the Happy Meal ordeal. Where he uh, he put his uh, pot in a Happy Meal box and accidentally gave it out, and a little kid got it, and now they're thinking, the parents are thinking about suing. And then the last feature of the night, the next big thing, tattoo removal. Dubs, that brings us up to story number one. Next, 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 on 92.3 Free FM. Number one, number one, number one, number one, number one, number one story of the day. Day, 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 be a equal on the uh, male level. But Have they ever done a scene together? I don't think so. That'd uh, be odd. Anyway, seen the hedgehog do that thing. PR.com said they ask, "Who's your favorite Democrat frontrunner for 2008? Barack Obama, Hillary Clinton, or John Edwards? Why? Not sure why they asked her. Uh, I don't know. It's this weird thing where all of a sudden Jenna Jameson." Is legit. Yeah, I don't get that at all. How can she be considered? I mean, I, I, I think you know you can trust her on maybe sexual things, like ask her that kind of stuff. But when you start getting politics with her, mm-mm, I, I'm not gonna buy. I'm not gonna you know take that. Like, who's gonna go? You know what? I gotta vote for her. Jenna approves. Whose endorsement you think would be ignored more? Like, if you were Hillary Clinton, like let's say you got an endorsement, which she did from uh, Jenna Jameson. And a website dedicated to her puts it out there. Or, like, if a shock jock 
said, you know what, I endorse Hillary. Which one do you think they're going to back away from the most? Right now, shock jocks. If you're a shock jock and you uh, approve someone, you know, I think uh, I think they won't acknowledge it uh, as fast as they would a Jenny Jameson. Jenny Jameson says, I love Hillary. Um, I think that in some of the ways she's pretty conservative for a Democrat, but I would love to have a woman in office. I think this is just for the betterment of her porn career. I could see a whole nother slew of, like, um, I don't know, like female president porn angles where, you know, because you have a lot of those guys with the guys the president kind of playing off the whole Bill Clinton thing. But now you got a, you know, a female who's going to be getting banged in the Oval Office. Ovarian Office is what they'll call it. That's what the porn's name is going to be. And it's going to be fun. Um, Now, um,. They also ask, do you find that the climate of the adult industry changes when there's a Republican administration versus a Democrat? And Jenna says, yes, absolutely. The Clinton administration was the best years for the adult industry. Um, I can see where that happens. I mean, she goes on to say where kind of Republicans, when they're in power, they go through and they try to limit things that adults like. Mm -hmm. Obviously, one of them porn. I'll say this, though. Getting back to the whole Jenna Jameson thing and her being, quote, unquote, legit. I hate her porn now. Oh, her porn is terrible now. It, it used to be great. She's a hot girl, uh, but now it's, it seems artsy. Yeah, like it, you know, it's an art house thing. It's got too many effects. Well, you, they'll uh, they'll do this whole shutter thing where it's not like a fluid motion. It's like the almost like a stop action type thing, and it it just doesn't work for me. I, I don't know what I'm looking at half the time. I, it feels like I'm watching like uh, anime, and I'm going to go into a seizure. I could definitely I'm, I'm see. They're playing virtual boy, about to shake. I could see where that could happen. Is the number one story of the day is Jenna Jameson. And I do end up having a seizure at the end, which is kind of odd. Endorsing uh, Hillary Clinton for president. I'm just wondering who's going to get the coveted Ron Jeremy endorsement. If that's going to be another big guy like a uh, like a Bill Richardson, and that all of a sudden now this is going to start a trend where porn stars are going to come out of the woodworks and say, "Hey, I support this guy." Sean Michael probably will go with uh, with uh, Obama. I think uh, we need to get the, the the black people behind Obama, and maybe we can get a black president finally. Um, have you noticed too? Like you don't really know any names of porn stars. You know what? Like every porn star name that I know goes back to the nineties. The nineties, at the very least. It's kind of where like everybody's a porn star now because of the internet. Um, Everyone has their own website. I, I mean, I I don't know how the kids are doing it now. We we would you know why we know our porn stars. Uh, we would find a tape as a kid, and we'd watch that tape until it wore out, oh, and yeah. we would know the name of every girl in that tape. That's how we learn the names. Now with uh, the internet, you have all these options, so you don't get to know your porn star. You don't get to know the girl that you're watching all the time. You're flipping through so many, you don't you don't catch the names. I think Peter North very would be. Rude. A, I think Peter North would be a John Edwards guy. I don't know if yeah, it's because of the very, haircut or yeah, you know he's, he's very well groomed. You know that kind of thing where they're both kind of pretty, I guess in a way. Because Peter North, he was the one that started out in gay porn, then went into hetero porn. Wasn't that the whole That's true. thing about him? And then um, I don't know. It's just very weird to think about how kind of anyone you know is a, is a, is a porn star nowadays, or at least can be. When was the last time you went into a porn shop? Ah. Uh, Actually, uh, New Year's Day. Yeah, New Year's Day. This year? Uh, yeah. I was driving. Uh, uh, I mean, I don't know if I've told you this yet. I was driving back to Michigan. And. Uh, Actually, this mu- that music was fitting. 
uh, I was driving back to Michigan, and then um, and then I, I went to uh, uh, I stopped at a hotel. And uh, when I stopped at the hotel, uh, I decided to run a batch. <laughs> so I ran a batch, slept for a few hours in Tennessee. Got back on the road and figured, you know what, I didn't get enough of that. <laughs> <laughs> so I got into Kentucky, and I saw a porn shop with a uh, adult arcade. And Is that what those are? Yeah, adult arcades are where you just go in, pump some quarters in. It's a batch booth. Yeah, batch booth. Uh- all right, I feel silly. I always thought those were games. I thought no. they, I swear to you, I always thought those were like video games or something. Wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you go into there and what? You handle your business? Yeah. <sighs> wow. Uh, you're disturbing. That's, Why? I wouldn't have ever think of going into an actual batch booth in Why Kentucky not? and, uh, and no, doing it's your great. thing. They have like uh, 50 videos playing at the same time. You just flip through, find which one you want. You have to kind of scout your videos first. Because there's a whole like uh, section of maybe not the persuasion you're into, <laughs> so you go through, you scout, and then you find out what you might be into, so you don't go into the wrong area of videos. Uh, this just in: uh, Herschel Savage is a Giuliani guy, Ooh. so that kind of makes sense too when you think about it. Next, 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 ninety-two, three, three, FM on the next episode. Big talk tomorrow. A lot of interest on what's going to go down with the uh, with the Nets and the Cavs. The Subway Series, that's always going to be a lot of fun as uh, to see who is the uh, the dominant baseball team in town. I would assume it's the Mets because uh, the Yankees just don't seem to have it. And there was this really weird thing that just popped up on Dredge, and maybe we'll get into it a little bit tomorrow, and maybe a lot of people are going to be talking about it. But I guess in England, they've decided to go ahead and okay human-animal embryos uh, with the hopes that there could be some sort of cure, like a stem cell thing, Wow! for, uh, for like, Parkinson's and stuff. So they're willing, to, they're willing to take it down that aisle of Dr. Moreau. Nice. Um, we may actually I want to bang the cat woman. Or what is it, centaurs? Centaurs, that, yes. Were they uh, they're half, half horse and half horse? So those are probably just a couple of the things that you'll be able to see. Uh, invite you to check myspace.com slash nextradio to see what today's top ten was and previous top tens. And if you go there right now, you can check out the incredibly entertaining and also sad um, MySpace page of the daddy who put his baby in the microwave. We got that one going on for you, nextradiofans.com, freefmfans.com. And um, that's that. Make sure you wake up with ONA. Then you got the House of Wax, Nick DiPaolo, the Radio Chick, Ron and Fez, the Nets and the Cavs, and then Dubs and I will be back tomorrow night to round out our week with a uh, an abbreviated version of Next and the top ten stories of the day according to us. I'm Hefe. That's Dubs. Thanks to Cheesemo and uh, Jibben uh, for helping everything out and uh, making the show run smoothly. We appreciate that. Until next time, we out, bitch. Five thousand. Five thousand.